When you work, you sweep us off our feet. All right, Jesse, what's your birthday message for Matt Hamilton? Matt Hamilton, every day when you work, you sweep us off our feet. Happy birthday, Hambone. Does Jesse think it's Valentine's Day? That's very sweet. It was sweet. Thanks, Jesse. It's a birthday wish. It's not <laughs> a Valentine's off your feet. <laughs> It's close. You know, I'm only five days removed. Oh, goodness. Leave it to Jesse to make it weird. <laughs> yeah. Per Matt Hamilton's request, uh, we have to make today's show all about Matt Hamilton and this his week. birthday. This week. This week, it was dictated by us uh, to us by Mr. Matt Hamilton, 844 770 Ripper, want to chimes in? I mean, what a trip around the sun for Matt. U.S. champion, celebrity golf champion, the page thing. Unreal. <laughs> Which yep. one is your favorite, Matt Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, we'll go golf, page, then the cha- national championship, because <laughs> that was my sixth one, right? First time I met Paige, first time I won that, a golf tournament, sixth time winning a national championship. Nah, that, that's got to be third, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> okay. We already got a shirt made. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm yeah. just here because Paige was busy. Is your shirt. That's what it's. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> the Adam and Madison chimes in. <laughs> Let's take the 16 guys who played the lowest amount of minutes all season and have them duke it out five on five. Uh, three subs per team. Winning team players are guaranteed one more minute per game playing time. Okay. <laughs> I don't hate that. Here's and again. I I said this what do you before. Mean? You're, li- you're literally saying let's turn the All Star game into like NBA B teamers brawl. Okay. <laughs> oh, we can have fighting too, but it's not just the NBA. The pro football one, uh, the NFL is not great. Look, the the MLB All Star game. It's just it's baseball, so it's automatically too long. These are all, all they're all exhibition games, mm-hmm. and I, I I just want to in prime. I'm begging you, do not add. Any of your leading the witness text or subtext to my question? Eh, Jim okay. Rutledge wants to get rid of all All Star games. Agree or disagree? Or you can ask: Do you agree with Jim? Yes or no? None okay. of this. Nothing. Nothing else. I like that one. Yes or no? Okay. Thank you. Yes. Last time Friday, just basically leading the witness where you want them to go. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I gave them the did. only options. I like what you did with that one. I like it a lot more than what you did earlier in the week, whether too big, too small, or just right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought that was my best work. Too guys. long, too short, or just right. Look, like, being honest, that was my best work. I mean, let's <laughs> come on. We, I mean, uh, we thought we were going to have an intervention. You were getting a little thirsty. <laughs> like, Ryan was just one of those things like, Ryan, you got to just. Settle down. Yeah, you got a little too down. much on your mind here. Go find someone, like, calm down. And uh, let's just get back to normal. It was Valentine's Day, right? Jeez. Yeah. 844-770-3776. Like, like in baseball, you know, if you're in a slump, you get a slump buster. So, like, Ryan just <laughs> need to get out there and get himself out into the world. Well, if we'd ever let him leave that producer's box, he might be able to. But here's the thing. You've got a job to do. We need you to constantly <laughs> producer's box. Matt Hamilton <laughs> means the space that Ryan works hey in for his radio show. Yeah. yeah. Unventilated. 
dark, one window. We're not, we're not talking about yeah. his space ho- at home. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, since you're a serial killer. Yeah. So I live in a box now? <laughs> I figured you had a space. Uh, like a closed like off a private room. space, like in the movie You or Show You. Oh, no, I just have a. It's a cage. It's not a box. Oh, oh come on. Ca- uh, boxes are too expensive. Jeez. The plexiglass? Come on. That's not, that's not cheap. I think that's real glass. I would not <laughs> take a chance on that being plexiglass. 844 <laughs> how you get into the show. I want to do away with all-star games. Not Is there the nothing weekend? they could do to improve them for you? The other way would be to honestly make it like, what, a million dollars to the winning team? Because Pro Bowl is cooked. Like, that's not even a thing anymore. It is anymore. pretty cooked. That's the All-Star game has basically reached the flag football version of the NBA All-Star game. But at least it's, it's kind of fun. Like you, And to me... It's 205 points. I mean, it looked like, not it a looked like they're having fun. The players are having fun. But and it, that's, the, that's the point, But they, then they make it a quarter. Like, the All-Star game, honestly, it's like <laughs> one of those things, quarter. like, you watch a movie, and you're like, this is about half an hour too long. The All-Star game, because the players aren't really motivated, and they, they want to break, too, and so it's they're not going to go crazy. They don't want to hurt themselves in the right. game. Because, again, NBA and NFL, and I think even hockey, run the risk of players are putting their bodies more at risk. Major League Baseball, like, you just go out there and play the game, you're automatically playing it at some sort of pace. Well, like, I mean, I guess you that's gotta just fair. throw it at like a like, hundred miles per hour. You can't just start throwing it at eighty, you're gonna throw up you're gonna mess up your arm. That's why the NHL got wouldn't allow uh professionals to play in the Olympics, right? Because they don't want them to get hurt because you're playing all out. That's probably the same philosophy for a lot of these. Can I get my Olympic take too? Uh <laughs> you're going to anyway, so let's hear it. I wanna see what you think about it, but like I also am not a fan of the the professionals going to play in the sports. Really? I think all countries need to do it. I get why, because obviously right. other countries were having kind of borderline pros, not quite NBA players in there. Uh, well, I mean, hockey, hockey right, was hockey, egregious. Yes, yes. Like Russia had all their yes, pros, and yes. then Canada and the United States are sending like B-teamers. Yeah, and hockey, and, and but even like the basketball, they like they had pro leagues over there that they those guys were playing in mm. that would be more advanced than the college kids. So I get why we did it, but... And I know that the U.S. You're win all the time. A lot of like of the pro basketball players that are listening to our show right now. Because <laughs> yeah. um, remember, you even said Jordan. One of his most proud moments as a basketball player was winning that gold medal. I know, but I'd much... you're going to take that away from your childhood hero. Well, I'm not. I'm not removing anyone's gold medal. <laughs> well, that you're taking <laughs> away also, from future wait, stars to win wait, one. Matt, I get he won one with Dream Team, but he also won one in college. As before he went to the pros, he was a college player going into the pros, and they won a gold medal. Right, but as you ask him which one meant more, it might have been that dream team one. Well, I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's a good question. But I just, I think it, I I just, I know it's gotten more evened out, but for a while there, it's like, I don't need to see the dream team beat a team like 130. Like, (laughs) it's not fun. Like, like, I mean, it's the same idea as the All Star game. It's like, this isn't. I mean, I, it was good for like 25 minutes, and now we're just shooting I mean, you're going to take away moments like like Kobe plowing through Pau Gasol. But that was later on, and you're right. That that was that Moments like that, though, are like what you'll get. You get True. two like all-star players, teammates, yes, but, that are going to duke it out on a national or worldwide But the whole stage. backstory of that was that the all-star team 
under LeBron's uh, leadership, had gotten so soft and had lost the world games, they had to literally recruit Kobe in to come in and get them to give a crap again. And so he went out and set the tone because LeBron couldn't do it. LeBron couldn't do it, so they had to bring Kobe in to like set this up. And yeah, Kobe, which was great, I loved it. Right, Just, but, but but that's gone. But my whole point was, what about, it had what gotten about so for soft the flag for football? a while. Do you think they shouldn't allow pros to play in the flag football in twenty twenty eight LA? Uh, I kind of. What do you think? I mean, it we're would gonna, be pretty sweet win. to see like. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams out there, ass- and Jordan Love slinging on the right, pill after Mahomes got like a 40-point lead. Are we going to assign them countries? Because I can't imagine what that's going to look like. It's going to be a bloodbath. It would be a bloodbath. I mean, that's the whole point. The only reason that's <laughs> in the Olympics is so the America can win another medal. That was that's the whole point of bringing in football to the but Olympics. But like, Matt, isn't this like you going to curl against like fifth graders and being like, "Yeah, gold medal, woo!" I, mean, I can imagine that, but I mean, I'm still gonna cheer like it's a gold medal. It's a gold medal at the Olympics. It's not my fault. The other country <laughs> sent a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> it's not your fault. The other country doesn't know what the sport is. Yeah, Canada might have a decent shot at bringing not not to win, but there'll be like a shoe in for silver. I mean, you're literally competing for second place. <laughs> In third yeah. place, right? I mean, if, if we're talking about it, so you say just the college f- football players. I mean, it's still a lock for the United States, even if just the college football players get to play in that. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's go out to Phil and Madison. He's got a dream team take for me. Christian Leitner would like a word. The one guy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He was on that team. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> He was. <laughs> and I believe a college team actually gave the, the hardest game those guys played was the college kids played the Dream Team. Rumor had, There's some people that say they beat the Dream Team in a scrimmage that was behind closed doors. That's the big rumor out there. Right. It was not the actual other countries where Jordan played like 36 holes and showed up and then locked the guy down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you, uh, Phil. Uh, thank you. Love a Christian Leitner reference. I probably more than any shot in my entire life have re- reenacted that shot when uh, it happened. When was it? I think it was Grant Hill that threw the pass to Christian Leitner. Reminder, Leitner's that's what listeners yeah. when this was. Yeah, too. so this would have been probably like ninety three, ninety four. The age, mm. the year of its throwing. Well, me the off. dream team was ninety two, right? Wasn't it? Was it okay? So this is 91, the then. 92, 91, yeah. 92 the then that he did Barcelona? this. So I'm yeah. trying to guess that the Christian Leitner was in college, and I believe Grant Hill threw in the pass. I'm not 100 percent sure on the pass, but they had just gone down by a point to Kentucky uh, to win the national title, and there was a, I guess a, a pass from I don't know, call it three quarters court pass uh, from underneath the basket. His Christian Leitner at the free throw line. He has the back to the basket, kind of face to the left, turns to the right. Knocks down the half of the free throw line jumper to win the game for uh, Duke, uh, who I was rooting for that time because I didn't know better, and <laughs> and they knocked out Kentucky. But it was one of the most iconic shots I remember being at Tommaso's Pizzeria in Cedarburg, watching it after like a basketball practice or a basketball game or something, uh, and then going home. And I had a pop shot in the basement. I think I reenacted that ten thousand times in that pop shot. And then outside when I got warmer in the basket, like that, you just did that shot. I don't know if you guys did that when you were kids, but reenact famous shots. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I thought you just shot free throws. That's what your thing was. The flu game shot, I, the sideways jumper. Oh yeah, I had to. You had to try that. Yeah, because how old were you with that when I came? When that happened, I don't even remember. Was that ninety four? No, no. The flu uh, flu game that was just either. 
That was would have been the year before I retired. It's probably like 97. 97, so I would have been 8. Okay, and so I was 13 or 14 when the Leitner shot went in. I was 17 with the... Right. Uh, so it's a close enough age yeah, when that I just mean, lingers. Here's the thing. Yeah, I would always, like, people would call, like, Kobe, right, when I was getting into, like, my younger yeah. preteen, teen years. And then there was other shots, like, I was a big fan of Dirk, and Dirk had that, like, oh, silky yep. fadeaway, the spin, turn and fadeaway shot. from 35 was, feet in the yeah. air, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there was all sorts of, like, uh, you know, attempts at other things, other shots. Or, like, dishing the ball to a buddy. Oh, yeah. I was like Jason Kidd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I had some friends who get those animal mixtapes and study them, oh, and they yeah. could do a lot of those moves. It was not fun to play with. I think the big all. one when I was growing up was, remember Swaggy P, Nick Young? Uh, did a lot of those fadeaway threes. Yeah. A lot of yeah. kids when I was yeah. like in middle school, high school, were trying to emulate Swaggy P. Yeah. Or, did they yeah. turn around when it went three quarters of the lane um, and walked away? Like, I mean, yeah. a lot <laughs> of them looked dumb. A lot of them looked dumb. I don't think they looked that dumb. 844 770 I want to get away. I want to do away with the NBA All-Star game. That's my sports czar move. But actually, here I'll do this because also I could I could get rid of uh, professional athletes in the Olympics. Like as far as like, <laughs> I understand players get paid now. Uh, like at, like you being a professional curler, I'm fine with. But like NBA players who then just jump into play or like these NFL players what possibly playing flag football. What professional again? I would. Like, s- you have to play in a league. Look, I don't definitely don't play in like a league. I think that's I the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way not, I would do it. Yeah, and there's not like the you're ultimate c- curling league where I go right. around every week and play at a certain venue, right? Because you're competing to sharpen your skills to stay sharp for the Olympics, and you Basically, make a living yeah, doing it. Because that's the big that's yeah. the big one that everyone like the wants NFL to win. is their main source of notoriety and fame and their main goal. Yeah, and then the Olympics is like a nice bonus for them. And like same with the NBA players, or, fair. That's fair. Uh, Major League Baseball. I actually like. I don't mind the World Baseball Classic. I actually dig that. But eight four four because again, it's its own thing though. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What would you do if you were the czar of sports? We'll take your calls on that on the other side, Matt. You can think about one thing you could just make happen in sports. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Hanson and Sons has been Madison's number one family owned chimney and fireplace specialist. For 71 years, now through the end of February, now put this together here, 71 years, you get to save 7.1% on any of their new high-efficiency installed fireplaces or their expert winter masonry chimney repairs. Take advantage of huge, never-offered-before savings and replace that old, inefficient, dirty, wood-burning fireplace with a new high-efficiency remote-controlled gas or electric fireplace. Don't wait. Sale ends February 29th. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and 2024 National Curling Champion Matt Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Greenhouse uh, mentioned that uh, 
If you went to the place that he thinks you went to, they make uh, margaritas strong there as well. As Matt Hamilton shared his uh, birthday party story there's from last one, night. There's only one Mexican food <laughs> restaurant in McFarland. You so don't say. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, Ryan, our psychedelic advisor, chimes in. It's like gravelly music to my ears to hear Matt Hamilton. <laughs> JB and the V chimes in. Uh, ice cream and goldfish. Are we sure it wasn't his third or fifth birthday? Not his 35th. <laughs> Birthday. Touche. <laughs> and Rip and Rona uh, chimed in. I've never had a hangover. My only superpower. But if they get worse as you get old, Strofe might want to consider giving up uh, drinking like tomorrow. <laughs> and, and that's uh, the joke with Strofe is that uh, he had like a two day hangover at the age of like 22. So yeah. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. And we're joined by a good friend, Lee, uh, from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. And usually we like to come out to Lee, but if Lee wants to come out to us, we'll do that. Because if we go out to Lee, then we can get... You missed out on the burgers, Matt, the last time we were there. But uh, uh, you're a big fan of the calamari steak sandwich. Obviously, uh, the next time we get out there, your curling schedule is going to make it a little tough. But um, the next time we get out there with you, we'll have to... We're going to bring Chris, too. We're going to make it like a Rutledge and or Hamilton get-together over at Roost, if if Lee will have us. Right. I was thinking that what would be really nice is next time you come to the restaurant, we'll all do a shot of Patron. Oh, there there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, you're included. Yes, awesome. Yes, I am in then. Perfect. Uh, There we go. Go see Matt Hamilton uh, speaking uh, tequila shots into existence. Here. Already but, get ready to get back on the horse. But we like to bring <laughs> Lee in because, well, one, I, I'm assuming that when you make your food at home, you wear your cool uh, shirt from yeah, Bruce. Of and and because uh, last time you were there, we gave you a cool gift. You got like a chef's coat or a chef's yeah. uh, shirt. And uh, obviously you were nerding out over there, like looking at all everything they have as far as in the kitchen. Yeah, and, I got to go in the cooler and check out some of the cuts. Right, so, yeah. yeah. You, you fancy neat. yourself like you're a professional golfer. Uh, you curl. You're an Instagram model, and uh, you also consider yourself kind of a foodie and obviously a professional drinker. So, like, is that kind of that Hamilton there? Semi-professional drinker. Yeah. <laughs> that might be your best professionalist, if we're honest. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. If I'm talking like things that you're best at, I just don't get paid for that. Right. Yet. True. True. <laughs> well, a little bit. As a little bit. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Coors Light. Baby. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you you send a photo because we have a friend uh, in uh, David Sharfman who uh, owns uh, Specialty Cheese and had just cheese bars for a while and. Uh, uh, we were out with him uh, having a cigar, and uh, you guys were all talking food. And he likes you guys kind of trade photo. I'm in on this. Like I like your food. Like I was proud of myself. I made a brisket. It was good brisket. I was proud of myself. But I'm not on your levels, guys. Uh, so you like to come up with some concoctions, yeah. and uh, you came up with a pretty interesting one recently. We can have Lee uh, kind of share his thoughts on, it, and we'll get some Lee, uh, some sports <laughs> thoughts from Lee too. Yeah. So um, we had just got like not quite a quarter of a cow, but. A friend who has like her uh, a little hobby farm sold us like uh, you know fifty pounds of beef and steaks and ground beef and stuff. So we had pulled a ground beef and I was hanging out at the cigar bar with Jim and our friend David. Uh, and my wife texts me. She's like, "Hey, oh, by the way, you're cooking. <laughs> when we get home. I pulled some ground beef. It's in the fridge. You know, come up with something." I was like, "Okay, I'm sure, I'll be able to come up with something." And I mentioned something to David. And I was like, I kind of wanted to do, like, uh, like. First of all, he owns a cheese shop, and they. I wanted to use one of his cheeses, and yeah. he's like, get the get the queso blanco from Pick and Save. Yep. And I was like, okay, perfect, that sounds good. Huh? Went there, I got the queso blanco. So obviously, at that point, I was kind of thinking, do I make tacos? Do I make burritos or something like that? And I remembered my one of my wife's favorite things from Taco Bell is a Crunchwrap Supreme. 
So when I went to Pick and Save, I got like some tostadas and like the extra large burrito thing. I got an avocado and obviously the queso blanco. Yep. I uh, I mixed in the queso blanco to the ground beef raw. Yep. And then I got our like, we got a big like flat top thing yep. going. Yeah. And I did basically smash burgers on that. Okay. So instead of really like a true Crunchwrap Supreme, I ended up making like a Crunchwrap burger. Okay. So yeah, I mixed it up, seasoned it, did a smash burger, put put some avocado down, sliced avocado down on the on the tortilla. Then I put my tostada down, dropped uh, the burger on top of that that had the cheese in it, put a little more cheese on it, uh, folded it up, and you know put it back on the grill that had all that really delicious uh, burger fat and like kind of drippings and stuff that were yeah. there. I used that to like seal seal it off and sear it off and you know flipped it, grilled both sides and had literally like it looked identical to a. Uh, like a crunch wrap supreme from the outside, but it ended up kind of eating like a burger. Yeah, and, you know, I I had some salsa that we were you know dipping it in. And yeah, yeah, it, it turned out really good. But it was for someone as clear headed as I was at the time. This really was kind of a kind of a dish that maybe I maybe I had a little too much CBD and had this idea, but. <laughs> That, that wasn't the case that time, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that time. Yeah, maybe I just fell back into the mindset and decided to make a crunch wrap supreme at home. But it, it was good. It was. It turned out really good. But probably not something you could serve out at uh, Ruth's Chris. <laughs> I'm thinking that you were thinking of one of those when you're eating those goldfish. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where my head was at when I was like, oh, yeah, like a, a burger crunch wrap sounds like the move. But like I said, it turned out really good. That queso blanco cheese that uh, Sharfman told me to get was really yep. tasty. I've been using it on all sorts of things lately. So, now, yeah, I think it's going to be like a new staple in my cheese drawer. All right, fantastic. And, Lee, I want to get to your thoughts on some sports things as well. But obviously we love your spot uh, over in Middleton, Valentine's Day. I'm guessing that's the smart men take their uh, <laughs> their significant other. Choice. Matt calls his wife, his first wife, over there. And every time he does that, he needs to come over to, to, to see Lee to get out of the doghouse. But, uh, <laughs> She's my first and last <laughs> wife because she will kill me. <laughs> But um, the Mother's Day is coming up. So what's going on uh, in your world over at uh, Ruth's? Just the usual. We're, all, we're yeah. always busy and just showing hospitality to a great community that we have here in Madison. And, um, yeah, just having a lot of fun. That's You know, you guys come in for the bar and dinner, special events. Absolutely. Yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, yeah. and the, the wine selection they have there, it's, it stinks that you gave it up for Lent because you every time you it's walk in, just to the right of the bar when you're staring at it, there is this beautiful, like, what, what is it, like wine humidor, wine cellar? It's exactly. not a cellar because it's not humidor? I guess so, in a sense, yeah. But wine cellar. Wine cellar. Oh, yeah. and it, yeah, glass walled, so it looks fantastic and i started i was perusing a little bit last time i was there you got some really nice looking wines that i would like to try sometime so don't you should go in and be tempted by that get yourself a steak and a nice glass of wine because that looks like the move especially on valentine's day and if you screwed up like i did and forgot <laughs> to do something put, wait it's better late than never always right. so i still <laughs> might take her out there <laughs> yeah, you know, be like, "Hey, babe, I knew it'd be less crowded a yeah. week after Valentine's there you go. Day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying that live on air here. Right, so right. Yes, yes. But she's coming. not in her car yet. Is that usually? Oh no, I got a call from her that she was able to finish work early and is going home to take a nap. So no. we're, we're off the hook today. Oh, okay, Dang. there you go. Yeah, 
Matt's biggest adjustment to this new time slot is that his wife now listens. So every once in a while, he's taken aback that yeah. she'll text in. And that was, uh, you heard in the earlier story, I said I woke up bluegill or bust. Uh, she, we had did a thing like, what's your favorite fish fry fresh? And she had texted in. Bluegill or bus, and then Jim showed me, and I didn't look at the number. I just saw the thing. I was like, "Yeah, that person's smart. Like, I love that person." <laughs> He's like, "No, look at the number. It's your wife." I was like, "Well, put her in the talking text sense. line. It's bluegill or bus. We don't need to call her my wife." <laughs> uh, Tim and Oregon chimes in. Actually, he says your dish would probably taste even better if you got some uh, steak pieces from Roost and cooked them up. And Ooh, made it. that would be like a good like leftover thing, right? Yeah. yeah. We, Who said that? That was Tim and Oregon chiming in on hey, talking text. Hey, Tim, call over at Roost. You got a free appetizer on me. All right. Whoa. Well, there you go. Oh, Tim, yeah, go, uh, Ruth Chris, uh, tell him that uh, Lee said you get an appetizer. Sure. Uh, Tim and Oregon, a big fan of the show. So we haven't even gotten to our sports stuff here, so Matt, I'm going to drop this one on you as well. But we're going to set aside so that the Packers obviously have Jordan Love and they're set at the quarterback position. And their draft that Jordan Love was picked in was uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Tua, and Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love. We're going to set Burrow aside. He's reached heights that – None of the guys have come close to reaching yet. So setting aside Joe Burrow, and this will be our first poll question at ESPN Madison. You can chime in 844-770-3776. We'll get Lee's thoughts and Matt's thoughts first here. Out of those four, so Jordan Love, Tua, Herbert, or Jalen Hurts, who will finish with the best career. And obviously some of those guys, everyone but Love, has a head start because you know, right. they've been around for a while, so they've accumulated more stats. Hurts has already played in a Super Bowl. Lots of things to consider. So out of that group of four, who's going to finish with so the best? So why is Burrow set aside but not Hurts as well? Uh, Burrow has done it more. Like Burrow's had like uh, like he was borderline. I think he's had three excellent seasons, and Hurts had one excellent season. Okay. So and then the injuries, you're just gonna you're gonna forgive those. Like Burrow was on pace to win Rookie of the Year, blew out his knee, came right. back amazing for two seasons, was hurt last year, right, and still was pretty good. So that's where we're setting him aside. So out of those four, who do you think will finish with the best career? Uh, you guys can chime in first. Tua, Love, uh, Hurts, or Herbert. I'm a Packer fan, so of course I'm going to say love. But it really is a confusing Let's go. When, when you look at all the all those yeah. individuals. I mean, everybody's still not really that proven. They've had some you know breakout seasons, including Love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm concerned. I'd like to see what Love can do this year in his sophomore year, and if he can do the same, I would I would feel confident saying Love. But um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh uh, no, I I kind of agree. I these other guys. Uh, it's great, like good for them. They got thrown in as rookies and got to basically learn as they go. Jordan Love had to sit on the bench for a little bit and watch, or got to. I mean, Wildey will say that was a positive for just no, for no. Jordan. And I yeah. think I, I do think it's a positive for a lot of them. But there's no way that we could say that he wouldn't have grown and developed the same way he grew and developed this season. He had a great first game, and then. Kind of had to take some lumps for a couple weeks, and then seemed like he figured it out. Like we can't sit here and say he wouldn't have done that his rookie year. I would say this: those who cover the team said no way. Like he needed maybe last year he would have been like not the year we just finished the year before he might have mm-hmm. been ready. But those who cover the team regularly said that he was a project, and so having him be able to kind of marinate and get better physically and improve overall as a player really Definitely helped him. Some quarterbacks need that time. Some right. guys can jump in like Justin Herbert jumped in and threw for 4,003 basically had uh, Jalen Hurts excuse mm-hmm. me uh, Jordan Love season 
that Jordan had this year in his fourth year in the league as a rookie. He followed it up with 5,000 yards and 38 yeah, touchdowns. I was thinking Herbert. Yeah, and, and like he's a know, massive. Now he's going to have a great coach, yep. too. So he's, right. he's probably I think in the, the forefront. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is an interesting one as well. Jalen was a guy that probably might have, maybe had that Jordan love. So his rookie season, 1,000 yards passing, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Year two, 3,000 yards, 16-9. and nine. And then he got hurt uh, in 2022, so he didn't finish the year. He was on pace to be the MVP. 3,700 yards, 22 and 6. And then last year, 23 and 15 with almost 4,000 yards passing. I'm not right. accounting for the rushing part of it. So, like, I would put that I would think Love will have a better career than Hertz and Tua, I think. But I, I would probably put Herbert in front of Love. I mean, Herbert is like a just like a true passer. You know what I mean? Uh, he's got. He kind of gives me a little bit of uh, Rodgers vibes later where he's got the legs to move around and get out, but he wants to be in that pocket. He wants to throw to the sidelines, and he ha- like, he's got uh, some amazing receivers to do it and had some to start uh, his career. So, I mean, Jordan Love's an interesting There's spot a lot with like some the young injury- guys that are developing with him. The receiver part, uh, we looked into it, a lot of, like, Williams and Allen injured a large chunk of and of Herbert's career. So Eckler's been the most consistent part for him. So the right, weapons for having those guys in the locker room is going to do wonders for the rest of the wide receiving core. Okay. If you have a guy like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, also, his offensive line, nowhere close to what the Packers put together this year. Uni- like but, Statistically, yeah. the Packers probably had the second-best offensive line in all football last year. So uh, the Chargers do not have that. So when we're counting for all of it, Herbert running for his life, Jordan Love, clean pockets. So Jordan Love's career, you know, like that that works in his favor. Look, you are dumping I mean, the cards you're right There's, there's going to be variables all over the place. We're just looking at the player right now, and what I'm seeing out of Jordan Love I love the second half of this uh, this season. If he can put a full season together the way that he was able to orchestrate that last half of the season, I like... You like him in front of Herbert, who's done it for four years already? I like his chances at being in the top two. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll put him in front Uh, of... And and again, like time is only going to tell with Herbert and and Love. Obviously, Herbert's going to have bigger numbers at the end of their career if they play the same amount of time because he had a four-year head start. But that said... I think Jordan Love can pace with the guy if he can do what he did at the end of last season. Those numbers would be pacing. Yes, and I'll give you that. I'm just saying that there's, as Lee kind of touched on, we don't know with exactly. and and, and uh, Jason Wilde talked about this before. We don't know what Love's going to be. We mm-hmm. don't. He could be Jalen Hurts. We all thought Jalen Hurts was going to make a big jump, and he's kind of just the same quarterback the last three years in a row, which is a good quarterback. He got to the Super Bowl before, but he's not. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, right. top end guy. He is a good quarterback who you can get to the Super Bowl with. Which, if Jordan Love turns out to be that, Lee will let you like. I think you're pretty happy with that, right? I mean, if that's who Jordan Love turns out to be, is a good quarterback. Maybe he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a guy that can get you to a Super Bowl, anyways. It's better than being a Bears fan, right? That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We have we and have I, two bites at the apple for a quarterback, and I feel like we're going to screw them both up. Like whatever move the Bears make, uh, if they get rid of Justin Fields, it'll be a mistake. And, and they draft a rookie, Caleb Williams, or if they keep Justin Fields and trade the pick, it'll be a mistake. Like that's that's where I'm at. Is that kind of how it is? It's they're going to screw fate. it up. Yeah, it's just fate for you guys. That's that's where I'm at right now. It is right. fate until it's not. I mean, the right. Packers were not that until they got it. Patriot, like that's at some point. That's what I tell myself. At some point, teams just luck into figuring it out. You just get the right player. <laughs> like <laughs> the Packers got Favre, but before that, it was kind of like I don't know, Mikowski for the a year. Chiefs had put Patrick dropped to him. Because the Bears passed him over. Well, the Chiefs went up and got him a little bit too. But yes, well, yeah, Patrick but still like, fell. Yep, yep. What was he? Fifteen. Rogers. Fourteen. Rogers fell. Rogers all the way to thirty-two. Right. No. Or thirty. But, 
uh, far. He fell past the Bears. The Bears yeah, passed no, him. I think yep. he went all the way into the late 20s. He was almost one of the last first-rounders. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, Jordan Love uh, winning this with a landslide. So I'll say the true answer is Justin Herbert because he's in clear second. So like when you right. account for the Packer fandom, I think mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's the correct answer. You know, but. next season though, I, I but as Chris likes to say, if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk. So <laughs> we got to see what happens next year with Jordan Love, no doubt. And, and Lee, I'll let you get the the final word on on this on the yeah, quarterback. The, yeah, yeah. I think you have to say Herbert, and I think just because he's got a promising future with just this year coming up with the new head coach, and I think that whole team, like even when you talk about the offensive line struggling, I think you're going to see significant differences all around because they're going to be dialed in. And, and really that's part of Love's success this year is just having a team that was, as they progressed as a team, that made them dialed in and that made him better. What did you think uh, for the the Super Bowl? I mean, Mahomes, the whole the overtime, the whole thing. What did you think? How did that? Uh, what did you think about how the Super Bowl? Like broke I was out? watching wrestling or something. Yeah. Like you just knew the outcome the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah. And I guess maybe I was a little bitter about the Taylor Swift and him being so cool, but they are cool, and I enjoyed it. You know, it was uh, it was a great Super Bowl actually. I was texting at towards the end. Yeah, but I was a little bit hoping that somehow they wouldn't win, just because I figured they were going to win. But when, I, you, when you're really those good teams, <clears throat> or yeah. those big leaders, it seems like everybody just panics. You know, Tiger that, Woods, that's it. Yeah, Michael Jordan, all those guys. They just have something that they others can't get to. When I think it's part of when you, the win kind of begets winning. That all of a sudden we saw it with the Ravens. Like they forgot like we're a team that runs football. They're like, oh, we got to score points to keep Patrick. Like you get out of your game, Tiger Woods. You get out of your game. Right. Like team, Sh- like Matt will be humble about it. But Team Schuster has won what uh, is it seven out of the last nine nationals, or what is it, or six out of the last eight nationals? And, and six you- out of the last. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, six out of the last seven. Six out of the last seven, that and one of, in, yeah. that you played in, and so, and the one you lost was like an asterisk to it too, right? There a little was a, bit, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was one of those. It was a year where the rule going into the season is like if you, it, we were basically so far ahead in points, like FedEx Cup points, essentially. Like if I was comparing it to golf, and the Nationals were worth like fifty-five points. Well, we were. 75 points ahead of the second place team. So, like, as long as we got, and the rule was if you get to the third place or better, and the other teams who get first in front of you can't catch you, then whoever has the most points from like your third, your podium essentially was going to be the world representative. So, that year we could have basically gotten third place at nationals and still gone to the world championships. We actually lost the final to a team, but. Again, we had so many more FedEx Cup points. We got to be the representatives, and actually went to went to Worlds and got bronze. So, so. my point is, you've seen that teams probably get out of their game when they're facing a team that is always yeah. winning, especially the young kids, yeah. the juniors that we play because you know they're trying to like bring their chops up and play uh, the men's teams instead yeah. of just playing other juniors. They realize they got to take their lumps, and sometimes they just overthink it and they'll like leave you a, a dummy one. It's like, you know, if you were playing a kid's team or another junior team, no way you would have not seen this shot. But since you were playing our team, you really outthought yourself and like you beat yourself more than we beat you. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. seems to be the case with like how teams play the Chiefs. They kind of beat themselves worse than the Chiefs beat them. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of what uh, you were hoping would happen with Aaron Rodgers. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Hey, we got one. 
I'm not. I'm never going to be upset that <laughs> at least we got one. If we'd have had that kind of talent and didn't get a Super Bowl at all, no, oh, that'd been brutal. That'd have been brutal. So at least we got one. I will just bask in the glory days back when I was a 21 year old man and we were a Super Bowl championship team. Yeah, it's all day to me. Uh, Lee, thank you uh, for coming in. We're going to come out and see you as soon as we can, based on Matt's schedule. But Matt, Jim, you guys are great. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, having thank us out you. here. I want to tell everyone uh, to tune in to Bucks in Six uh, on the Bucks Plus Audio Network from the biggest plays on the court to the comments made in the locker room after in depth recaps of the Bucks every game in six minutes, no more, no less. Bucks in Six. Uh, hear the high flying dunks from Giannis. You want to? No. Nope. I do love that uh, this is written out phonetically how to say Giannis. Or deep threes from Dame, Bucks and Six, the Bucks Plus Audio Network. Find it now on Bucks.com slash plus, the Bucks app, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. We're going to win a six. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Bias poll continues. Here, it's disappointing because we can't really have a conversation based what? on our poll. What did you expect? Like, honestly. I know, but come on. Yeah, honestly, what did you expect? Our question, Giannis, which QB from the 2020 NFL draft class will end up having the greatest career? Here's my concerning part. If you put Joe Burrow on this list, Packer still, fans are still going to vote Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Yeah. and Because here's the part that kills me. If this happened... In Minnesota, Detroit, or Chicago, every Packer fan's like, "Go ahead, one good year. Like, can we just have another good year?" But meanwhile, they're crowning Jordan Love's ass best quarterback of a class that features Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. You must be so cynical being a Bears fan because that is what being like having a fandom. You're it's short for fanatic. Like you like have to, to be me. excited about your. The future and no, like I look, I you have, want to look at I, it through rose-colored glasses. I look at good. I've rooted for good teams in other sports, and I don't lie to myself. Sometimes you fake it till you make it, Jim. And if you don't, if you it's don't, not enjoyable. It is. <laughs> it's I not. I dig it. I and here's the thing: what makes it even more enjoyable? Hey now. Like in your feelings, you're getting about the fact that this. I'm not in my not feelings. I'm embarrassed for Packer fans that they can't even look <laughs> something in the eye and vote properly. That's all. I'm not in my feelings. No, yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna tell you honestly. I as a Packer fan, I'm not gonna look at this and be like. I want to vote for anyone but Jordan Love. So do you think if I put Patrick, who's better quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Love? I think you're going to get a lot closer to like a 50-50 poll (laughs) than the absolute No, no, hold on. No, the actual results would be like 67-33. That's what it would end up being. For Jordan Love, Patrick Mahomes, 67%. Just just remember this, Ryan, because here's the thing. Like Ryan, every once in a while, will be like, well, we want to get a poll that's going to get like real results. And like we tried to try to come up with something because we knew if we put... Like, That's why you want I want real to keep... results. You have to do Packer v Packer, or do the rest of the league versus the rest of the league. You can't bring a Packer versus the rest of the league in Wisconsin. They're always going to win. 
That's why I wanted to keep. I wanted to keep Joe Burrow on the list because I was like, "How crazy are Packers fans?" Because if anyone was super crazy, bro, I guarantee we still would have won that one. All right, let's no. throw, let's yeah. let's throw guaranteed. Let's, let's run it back at the start of this hour now. <laughs> I'm throwing right now eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's just do straight up Jordan Love yes. and Joe Burrow. Who's gonna have a better career, Jordan Love or Joe Burrow? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Jordan Love. Like that's what let's people go. are gonna vote for, and honestly, that's what I'm gonna hope for. So. That's why I'm voting in that way. That's why it's going to be a Jordan Love landslide. He's going to have to burrow his head in the ground and avoid this pull. Take his stupid glasses and <laughs> smash him on the ground. Uh, Hanson & Sons is Madison's number one family-owned chimney and fireplace specialist. They are celebrating 71 years in business. That's 71 years with 7.1% discount on any of their new high-efficiency installed fireplaces or their expert winter masonry masonry chimney repairs take advantage of huge, never-before-offered savings and replace that old, inefficient, dirty, wood-burning fireplace with a new, high-efficiency, remote-controlled gas fireplace. If that's not enough, take advantage of interest-free financing. Don't wait. Sale ends February 29th. For more information, go to HansonAndSons.com today. That's H-A-N-S-E-N and Sons.com. This is... Is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light? You got the show. The show. The show. The show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. We all know never to go full Rutledge, but you should never go full Hambone on a weekday night. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching. Jim goes, that was a bad, bad throw by Jordan Love. <laughs> Turns back around. <laughs> Next thing. That was an underthrown ball by Jordan Love. And I'm just like, oh so, my God, this guy's so going to swing on right. Jim. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. What time did you go to bed last night, Mr. Matt Hamilton? Uh, I made it to like, I don't know, 9.30. Here's the thing. I probably had dinner and might have fallen asleep on the couch for a moment. Yeah. So I woke back up from that, snapped back awake probably around 8, and then... Lingered until like 9.30, 10 o'clock, and then, yeah. It was, lingered was on it. your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? <laughs> After dinner, I had no ice cream or goldfish crackers. I left that alone for the day. <laughs> well, and if you're tuning in, you missed it yesterday. You listen back. Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. That is brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Go to reviverestoration.com to revivepros.com to see how they can help you with mold remediation or water damage or anything else going on with your house, including cleaning your air ducts, Mr. Matt Hamilton. For your wash or drying machine. Yes. Or just any air ducts you got going on. Yeah, I suppose air ducts too. But um, Matt Hamilton, his birthday was on Monday. Tuesday was hangover day. Oh, yeah. And today we are bringing in Molly Brown. Because because <laughs> she's got her own adventure. She does. <laughs> and I will preface this that yesterday I teased that there was someone in the office that had a stain on their clothing. And the question was, should I have brought it up to them? And I realized quickly that I wasn't the only person, Molly, 
that knew this because when I mentioned it on the air, some of our great teammates that listen immediately texted me your name. So <laughs> today I'm, I'm dying. Uh, and you can get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six with your policy on telling uh, people if they have a stain. Uh, on their clothes or like something on their teeth. Just basically, if someone's got a blemish that they can clean up, like what's your policy on telling them? Oh. But Molly, first thing I wanted to, <laughs> to ask you about is that today, when I uh, like I snagged you in between meetings, it was a busy day for all of us, and I was like, Molly, you got like two minutes, let's go into the, the manager's office. What was your thought when I asked you that question? I honestly didn't know. I was like, am I in trouble by Jim right now? Right. Yeah. I'm not one that... You're about to get Never pulls me aside. Jim. Yeah. Judgmental Jim. Like, I'm not what one did to pull I do? people aside. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll call you out in front of everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Right. So the thing that you brought up, I was not expecting. So, because here's the part, Matt. Then I I told her, I'm like, hey, yeah, we had this question about what if something ha- has uh, something on their pants and whatever you want to tell them about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I had this in my pants. I'm like, Molly, yes, we kind of insinuated it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about you. You had a brown stain on your white pants in a so position bad. that you don't want a brown stain in. What? And uh, Molly, before we get to, I gotta defend myself a little bit here. Before we get to Molly's stained pants, uh, we had a team meeting yesterday to talk about the ESPN Madison golf outing presented by Coors Light. That's going to be coming up hopefully here soon in August. So we uh, all gathered in our conference room here, the Ken Rovac uh, conference room. And I always have to, today, just want to tell us the side. I mentioned that was called the Ken Rovac uh, conference room. And someone's like, oh, I didn't know he passed. I'm like, no, he's not dead. It's just a weird thing we do here. Uh, <laughs> Is it really called the Ken Rovac conference room? Yes. Oh. We also have the Greg Scalzo room. Uh, people like, we're just killing people off early here. There will just, be a Jim Rutledge room one day. Hamilton. Yes, I have to <laughs> either sure. leave or die to get the room. But like <laughs> at some point, uh, there'll be a room here. But anyways, there's a Rovac room. So we were in the Rovac room. He's still very much alive and doing well. Uh, if you are listening, we just name rooms after people who left us because then they're dead to us going forward is basically <laughs> how, how we do that. So um, in the Rovac room, we uh, got all together and there was a whiteboard and Molly decided that you know, she was going to clean the whiteboard off. I'm so embarrassed. Oh and God. the first thing I noticed... Just clean it off too? You didn't have anything to write on it? Well, she, she well write okay, on so it. I was I was planning on writing on it. Didn't even end up writing on it, so this was just a waste of my time. I think she was inspired <laughs> that I had a whiteboard meeting a couple weeks ago, and I looked like... Uh, he was in charge. Yeah, I looked like I was in charge. It felt like I was in charge. It felt like I was calling plays. But like anyways... The, the guy from Moneyball? Brad Pitt and Moneyball? Right, right. We're going to yeah, move this yeah. guy here. Right, yes. <laughs> but uh, Molly had... Let's start with this uh, blemish on your pants. You had... Just fuzz all <laughs> over your pants. So the first thing, like when you stood up, I'm like, "What is on her pants? Is she wearing like furry pants?" Like, so initially, my that was my first thought, and I've learned now talking to the office that I was not the only one with this thought. Uh, and then I initially thought, Matt, with that one, I said, "Well, she clearly can see that her pants are covered in fuzz, so I'm not going to point out to her, like, yes, hey, my- what's all over your pants? Because she yeah. can see it's all over right. her pants. I'm not going to make her feel worse about it." My so- navy blue sweater was shedding. All over my pants. I lit rolled myself about five times, and then I just gave up. I was like, I'm it done. was like she rolled That's around in her sweater. Like it was, it was so, so much. bad. Shortly I don't after know why. that, she thought she shedded her pants or something. <laughs> right, right. We all thought. Hey now. Uh, and so then the other part is that then Molly turns, and I'm at the door frame. She turns to like clean. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Her, you volunteered uh, for this. Her, her, <laughs> I did. Her tuchus is in sight. <laughs> and, and it's like, the, I think, the most PG way I can describe it. They're so then there was a, a decent-sized, maybe a quarter-sized coffee stain 
No, you didn't know it was coffee, though. Well, right. A I caramel assu- colored stain. I assumed it was coffee. Coffee colored stain in a position where nobody really wants a coffee colored stain. And oh, by the way, she's wearing white pants. So, oh, man. That's some booty, And I yeah. knew that she had told me not hours ago that she, on her trip to Indianapolis, had the stomach flu. It was so bad. Oh, my God. That's a story for another Yeah. That- some pants got thrown away. <laughs> no. So it was entirely possible. Right, right. It, it was wasn't entire- coffee. So like this is all running through my head. Wow. It was, <laughs> that it is- was entirely possible that it wasn't mm. coffee. But okay, I swear so to God, it, it was. How did it get? How did coffee get on your backside? Because okay. normally for me, I drink coffee. <laughs> coffee enemas aren't a thing I go for. So I don't know how you it gets living. on your backside. I've never done it. No. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, every morning, I like to make like an iced coffee before I leave my house. And I, I put it in like a, like a, what are those? Cup holder? Like a, no, like just oh. a cup that oh, like keeps your drink thermos. cold. Yeah, yeah, it's like a double wall. Okay, <laughs> yes, exactly. But I didn't put the lid on top because I stick a, like, straw in it, whatever. Okay. Then I was, like, bringing everything out to my car. I have, like, 50 million bags. I throw the coffee cup into the cup holder. It splashes out the top because there's no top. Right. Not even thinking. I then go around and go sit on my chair. So then I am sitting in the coffee, but it's not enough to make it feel like, oh my God, you're sitting in something wet. Right. And then I didn't notice mm. until about three o'clock in the afternoon that I had like caramel colored stains on my pants. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it looks like I pooped my pants. And I could have told her at noon and cleared Man. it up. You absolutely and you could like have. And apparently. You blot of that too by just sitting on that coffee stain. Yes. You, but your pants absorbed as much of that coffee as it possibly so, could have. You yes. might have cleaned your car. Better than you would have had you tried to like scrub it. So exactly. I want to chime in here first. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Tell us times you've had to change your pants at work for whatever the reason. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Tell us times you've had to change your pants at work. But I fell in a puddle in construction one time. I was working uh, on the Wisconsin Institute of Discovery building, yeah. and I was helping out, like guiding one of the trucks to back in. Mm-hmm. And I was backing up, hit the curb, landed right in a puddle, and I just worked the rest of the day in really muddy, wet pants. All right, Gross. and yeah, chafing is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it I was like ten thirty leather- in the morning. I had to work till three that day, so. Yeah, there was a lot of time to just sit in wet pants. So we want to, we just want to make Molly feel better. So embarrassing stories about either pant, like stain incidents or times that you've had to change your pants or embarrassed uh, by your appearance at work. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Now, I mean, look, I called out yesterday. Uh, Alex Strofe was an abject disaster. He no, was wearing. Apparently, a, I was. Well, and here's the thing, because <laughs> I learned that also people were wondering. I talked about it yesterday, Matt. You have a beard, mustache. Like you know, if you're wearing something dark, especially, and you scratch at it, there could be some dandruff or mm-hmm. some some uh, oh, yeah, hair too. Like, right? You yes. can, yeah, you never know. Right. But when you're like, black, especially you on be caught, especially on your beard, though. Like that is something that is really common. Uh, and so Stro was walking around for a while yesterday, hair a mess, uh, and then. He just covered in beard dandruff all over the front of his sweatshirt. <laughs> and like if you see the video for Ho Chung Gaming Madison that we did where I basically roasted him because I was like, You look like you're a homeless person right now. Like why? <laughs> like you look like a disaster. And so, um, anyways, I love that in that video he cleaned himself up for the video. So he knew he looked like a wreck and was right. still just walking around the office. But anyways, I brought that up to, to Molly and she's like, Oh, that's what's on. Uh, that was what was on Alex's shirt. So mm-hmm. he, too, was a disaster to people uh, that I was the only one to call out. So it's not just Molly yesterday. It was well, a rough day for problem, everyone. You had no problem telling Alex Strophe had an issue. 
Well, but I, but you, you know, couldn't tell me, tell and Molly. neither could the ten other people that work in this office, because I know that everybody saw it. So I'm the only one that came around and ended up telling you at some point. A part of it yesterday was like I wasn't, I couldn't catch you at the right time. Like we both were very busy. You didn't and, want to pull me into a room right, by myself right, and be right. like, "Hey, if I had <laughs> on your pants, if I had a moment to do so, but you were busy, I was busy. <laughs> Honestly, I it like wasn't like front of mind where it's like the main thing I got to do today, make the main thing the main thing, which is telling Molly she's got a, a poop colored stain on her pants. Like that's <laughs> I really that's my day. I really think it might have been. Just like par for this office, if you'd have just been like, "Hey, Molly, looks like you pooed yourself," <laughs> and just out for everybody to hear, I think that would have been like obviously embarrassing. But is it any less embarrassing than getting home and realizing that everybody at, at the office thinks you pooed yourself when you, <laughs> at least you didn't even have a chance to explain? You had to wait another 13, 14 hours before you could be like, "It was coffee, guys. It spilled in my seat." That's how you were. You had 13 hours to come up with a legitimate excuse. If Jim would have said that to me, I would have been like, hey, you know what? After the weekend I had. Like, <laughs> See? Yeah, you could have just owned it like that. I, I think. Basically, Molly's getting that is uh, if, if, if pooping your pants was cool, it should be Miles Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what she's trying that's to get out there. That's how it goes. Oh, my God. So, I'm dying. Molly, you would have, in this situation, you would have preferred someone told you then early? Uh, yes, but here's the thing is I didn't have anything to cover with. So it's not like I had like a sweater. I, I didn't have a sweatshirt. I could have gotten a t-shirt from the prize yeah. closet. I don't know how you're going to tie, tie it a around t-shirt. Your waist. Oh, you're right. I don't know. Something. I told you how you do it. It's stick your legs through each of the armholes <laughs> and then pull it up. Tuck it in the back of your shirt and just let it hang out. Like yeah. The, like, you remember like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has a little towel yeah. that's hanging out yeah, of his Yeah, just have it hang out the back of your pants. pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not suspicious at all after everybody would have already yeah, seen but it. Yeah, people would have been like, that woman seems like maybe she pooped her pants. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But if they saw your pants, would they would have really been like, it. she pooped her pants. So like, that's the difference. Yeah, you she definitely did. Some mystery to it. <laughs> uh, let's get. We'll get back to Molly's thing. Let's get out to Robin Madison. I cannot wait to hear his oh, embarrassing geez. pan story at the grocery store. Rob, how you doing? Doing well. How are y'all? We are fantastic, except for Molly. She may be less than fantastic. <laughs> so this weekend I went grocery shopping. All right. And I'm wearing some, you know, overwashed blue jeans. And mm-hmm. I grab my cart, and the first thing is cases of water. Yeah. And I bend down and rip my jeans in the back, ah. like right from. All the way up, and I'm wearing yellow South Park boxers. <laughs> so, so I'm contemplating, like, I do not want to travel 20 minutes more to get new pants. Let's just see how this goes. Maybe someone will point it out. You know, no one did, but, oh, boy, I enjoyed the breeze walking, though. <laughs> That's th- thanks, Rob. Enough. It does remind me of a time uh, where I had a, a tear in my pants, but it was in an awful spot of... I guess the chafe is real. Like it was in the crotch area that mm-hmm. it had torn, so like I was exposing a lot of inner thigh. Uh, but that, I was able to hide it by just yeah. keeping the legs together most of the day. Uh, you know that uh, that was my solution. But I do remember there was a contemplation for me a couple years ago with a pair of pants that tore in a un, not a great place. But luckily I'm not Ben Brust, so I did. I was wearing boxers, so I thought, <laughs> you know what. Someone gets a glimpse of my boxers. That's fine. Jim Rutledge, he's fake tough. Well, Ben Brust doesn't wear underwear, so it's definitely a different <laughs> yeah. story if, Den Br- if Ben Brust tears yeah, the crotch in his pants. Ben Brust, you send home from work. Right. Jim, you're like, just stay seated at your right, desk. Just right. cross, right. Your legs. cross your legs. Yeah. <laughs> so stay I, modest. I borrowed a pair of curling pants from a teammate that was slightly smaller than me. Uh, when in I was the waist? in juniors, in the waist, okay. and the hips, and the legs. Everywhere? <laughs> you're, you're just bigger everywhere. <laughs> I mean, well. You're just more voluptuous. <laughs> yes, yes. I was hard, I'm, I'm much, much more huggable than this. Show. <laughs> and this was like back when I was in juniors, so I'm 
19 years old, so obviously something embarrassing like ripping your pants at a junior bond spiel when ladies are also playing and guys are playing and you, you're trying to be cool because you're a single guy, you're a fun single guy. Well, curling, as you guys know, you get down into those like starter blocks, yeah. the hack, yeah, and you're full bent over. And when you're getting ready to take a shot, you like lean back and you get all geared up to throw this shot. And right as I was about to kick out, <laughs> right down the middle, like right the seam that guards your booty crack. Yeah. Like, I'm like, thank yeah. goodness I have underwear on. But say, do you wear underwear? Yeah, I do, I do. But if I did, it, if I did, it would have been the worst look. You right, right. like looking into Sauron's right, eye. Right, right, right. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. It's, it would have been not fun for anybody. <laughs> the sweaty hand bones. Nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants a sweaty hand bone. So. That was probably the most embarrassing time I ripped my pants, just because uh, you're 19 years old. You yeah. that is like, like now I would have a good chuckle about it. You know, no, now, what are you going to judge all me? It's like, with all due respect, at 35 from the outside, it'd be better if you were 19 because like nobody. It's like a 35 year old's ripped pants. Like, oh, what are we? There's <laughs> a lot. Of, yeah, well, it, just, it hurt. It hurt the soul a lot worse as a 19 year old than I think it would now. Right. No, that's true because now you just know like mm-hmm. I am what I am. I am what I am. <laughs> I'm married. It's like wait, we're good. We're good. I don't need I, pass judgment all you want. Right. My wife's judgment is all I care about, and she's bluegill or bust. I'm bluegill or bust for happy kids. There you go. She puts yeah. up in you enough, and it's good to go. So. <laughs> What so in that scenario you prefer to be told if you have a stain uh, that's in a compromising place that makes you f- that you wouldn't know about because like, that's the thing like you're not gonna catch a glimpse of it in the like, mirror. Like, well, you- you're not a girl. You look at all the angles okay. when you're a girl. Right, but right. Uh, but I didn't drink enough water yesterday, so I didn't go to the bathroom enough yesterday until three o'clock. And then I'm like, great. That makes a lot then of sense. Then when I finally look, okay. See, I came up with a solution, Jimmy. Just out here, I was like, I am going, if, especially if it's someone of the opposite gender, I will just go tell. One of the other ladies in the office. So you're going to go gossip? No, I would be like, you should tell Molly this, but I feel like that's embarrassing for her, and it's a little embarrassing for her. So that was the question, like, if a guy, because it wasn't a compromising place to tell you that you had a spot. Because, if I was wearing white pants and I had sat in coffee, Jim would have told me immediately. He might have even told the office first and then told me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a double (laughs) standard. Absolutely. Right. Especially when it comes to Matt, like we're friends, like you're gonna call each other out. Maybe it feels like a. And you guys are friends too, but it's still it's a different dynamic. So he can't say. Right on your butt, right. you've got a I, coffee stain. I give you guys full reign to tell me if I have something on me. 100%. <laughs> like, you See, if look. you had spinach in your teeth, I'd have no problem right, telling right, you. Yeah. Like, that's no problem. Or if you had some mustard on your face from a sandwich or something, no problem telling you. Yeah. A coffee stain on your bum bum, <laughs> that's a little different. That's when I'm like, well, I don't want her to think that I'm like looking at her bum bum. No, right. but if somebody has a stain on yeah, their bum no, bum, I, you're going to know... <laughs> Hey, like I'm staring at it because there's a stain. I'm not just staring at you, you know. <laughs> so I fair. give you guys full reign. Everybody that's listening, tell me if my pants have something on them. So there you go. If you see Molly Brown or someone looks like Molly Brown out in the mouth, just tell <laughs> them someone that looks like Molly. <laughs> if they have a stain on their behind, just let them know. Are you speaking on behalf of like most people? Do you think they'd want to know? I have no idea. Because some people, maybe they don't want to know because we'll they don't want to feel self conscious. If you've got a stain on your pants on your butt. Do you want to be told? Yes or no? I like it. 844-770-3776. I don't know if this text is for us or not. I threw out a lot of questions. The answer, we can kind of guess what they're answering. It's like Jeopardy. All the time, never trust a father after 50. 
Is that pooping your pants? Is that what that yeah. one is? Yeah. <laughs> what is pooping your pants? Is that <laughs> final answer? <laughs> You are the weakest link. Is that true? You're not 50 years. You just mixed three (laughs) games in one. I got seven years to go. You got a few more years before you're pooping your pants everywhere. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Easy there, killer. (laughs) Are we sure it said father? Apparently Indianapolis. If you autocorrect it there, uh, Jim, get rid of H-E-R. Get rid of the her at the end. Oh, you think it's farter after 50. Yeah. Wait, let me know. Never trust a fart after 50. There you go. That makes more sense. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. There you go. You deciphered it. There we go. Here's the I thing. went father. I agree went... that. Never trust a fart after 50 or after a stomach flu. Yes. Yeah. Back to Molly Brown. Are we positive? That's the Are we sure? That's yeah, the follow-up question here. She had 12 hours Is to it... come up with an excuse. Right, right. Are we sure it was actually coffee? It was coffee, guys. Chafing is real in leather pants. Let me just tell you that. I wore some leather pants on the All-Star weekend. Chafing is real. <laughs> All right. She's the second one to confirm it. I fell in a puddle. <laughs> Molly created her own puddle inside pants. <laughs> right? You just—they they don't breathe. Leather doesn't breathe. No, I was like uh, Ross really? and like sticks to you. It was literally it like, good. It was literally I, like I was Ross and friends. Yeah, I, so I know bad. that episode you're talking about. Jim's not a Friends fan, so oh, get God. cultured. I lost get it cultured, after. Jimmy. Yes, get cultured says the guy who Molly created the puddle in her pants, and I'm the one that's got to get cultured. She's the one who said Chapin's real as well. We know. <laughs> We know. Oh, my God. 844-770-3776. Let me just tell you about my good friends, family-owned business, J&K Security <laughs> Solution. They're locally-owned, family-run business. has been part of the Madison community for nearly 40 years. Jeff and his whole team at J&K making sure, love to make sure that your business is safe and secure. Uh, you can use Control 4. They have commercial fire detection, commercial security, and home security. Uh, learn more at jksecurity.com. This is Rutledge Hamilton. Presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Also brought to you by J&K Security Solutions. Securing homes and businesses in the Madison area since 1987. North and South, see for the smokehouse has got that swag. They got that awesome barbecue ribs, amazing uh, crab legs, and everything in between. They got brisket. They got bowls. They got everything over. Deep fried catfish. Deep fried catfish. If over that's it. your okay. fish fry of choice. Man, I'm going to have to get to North and South. I'm going to get to North and South and see if it's Smokehouse either this weekend or next. Uh, you can visit the location of Madison to Forest. Or in Verona, all three are fantastic locations. Check out North and South Sea from the Smokehouse, Madison, Verona to Forest. They have uh, catering. They have uh, carryout, and they have uh, delivery as well. North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. You're going to have an amazing time no matter how you experience it. Let's get to Minute 20. Will Matt beat the odds? I say everything with pure confidence, whether I think I'm totally right or not. Or crumble under pressure. Pressure, pressure. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Yeah, Matt, will you crumble under pressure in today's category? Because this one's about you. It's your birth week. We know you've been around since the great year 1949. (laughs) And we want to know... Well, Matt, there's been 14 U.S. presidents since you were born in the year 1949. <laughs> How many of them can you name in today's Minute to Win It? All right. Oh, no. I'll give you a second to think about it. All right, Matt, how you feeling? How's your presidential knowledge these days? Not good. Not good. Okay, well, 
Hopefully, uh, caller number five, uh, hopefully you can turn that around for him. But your timer starts now. Okay, so Biden? Biden, yep. Trump? He's Trump, yep. Then Obama. Obama. Number 45, yep. All right, he's working Bush. his way backwards. Three, you got Clinton. four. All right, that's five. H.W. Uh, Bush. There you go. Um, W's dad. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yep. There Ronald you go. Reagan. Reagan. There you go. You're at a quick eight, Matt Hamilton. I know, but that's that part. <laughs> I was going to tapping out. Um, now, this is right where we get to the year you were actually born, right? Right around yeah. this time? Yeah. It's right around this time. I think it's when I was actually born. Well, no. Like, Reagan is 80. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all these right. are all the presidents that... I, honestly, I can't remember Dude. any that go before this. All right, I forget. Don't, don't say anything, Jim. Come um, on. Throw out a name. I, I literally, I, I'm just blanking because oh all the other God. ones are way earlier. Um, George, George Washington? Yeah. Uh, let's go. Come on. Nixon. There Nixon. I'm not well a done. Um, Richard Nixon, 69 to 74. All right, last guess is going to be Hoover. Hoover? Wait, Herbert Hoover? Yeah, I just threw a name Hooverville from the Great Depression? Nah. <laughs> JFK? Oh, JFK was a good one. I forgot. I forgot JFK. He was a pretty big one. <laughs> he should have been like, what's one of our sponsors? Security. Oh, Lincoln Johnson? Which, Woodrow Wilson was after... No. No? Who was he after? <laughs> he was He was president during World War One. <laughs> Who took over at Truman? Truman. Truman, I could have thought. That's Truman was actually where it started for you, Matt Hamilton. Right, that's could have been the first. He okay. took over in 1945 until 53. It is way harder when you're on the spot. If you gave <laughs> me a little bit of time. JFK, to, like, or yeah, next, know, oh, totally, dude. Like, I, you're right. I you can't did, you believe it. You had such a run. I thought you, I had set the over-under at eight and a half. And, and he I, got nine. Oh, so. okay. I know you. You are a line champion. Yeah, I know you. Here's the thing. I just panicked, guy. Like, I, I was going in a guy. row, and then... I no longer knew the order or even like remote order. So then it was just pulling him out of the air and hoping so it was we before thought you get like Brian thought 10. And I said to make it kind of to get people to bet. I said at eight and a half because yeah, like nine, 10 was kind of I number. think if I could had, if I had some time to think about it, not on the spot, I definitely could have got 10. If you had some time to think about it, not on the spot, the I game. would expect you to get all 14. If I'm being honest. <laughs> really? Yes. I don't think I would have got all, all right. Let's 14. go back here. Harry S. Truman. You got there. Okay. 1945 to 53. Ever heard of Dwight D. Eisenhower? Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Built the highways, infrastructure, fifty-three to sixty-one. Then, as Jim said, JFK. Okay, that big pretty one. notable guy. Um, hard I, to miss on that I'm one. Trying to, who took over for JFK? Lyndon B. Johnson. That's what I Lyndon said. B. Johnson. Yeah. There you go. LBJ. I don't think I would have got that one. Honestly, I don't think I would have got that one. Matt Hamilton did never could have gotten all the way. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. No, not really. Oh, I thought you did. Lady Bird. Johnson was a dog. I, Oh, I, I really, went way over Matt's head. Yeah, I really did enjoy like all the all the like JFK stuff and like the conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah, was it the guys of the grassy knoll or was well, it? In you the would book? think that in the conspiracy. Yeah, if no, totally. I totally should have known those. that. But like, in, in, again, that was after that's after all the good parts happened. And speaking <laughs> of after Lyndon B. Johnson, you did get Richard Nixon, Matt Hamilton, not a crook, just like Richard. Uh, and then who took over after him? Any guess, Matt? Between Nixon and Jimmy Carter, so think uh, think about the Lions. No, what field did the Lions play at? Ford. Ford. Nothing. Nothing come out of that. Uh, no, I know. Who's Hunter Vaughn's favorite president? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Gerald Ford. That's Gerald right. Ford. Honestly, 
I just couldn't say Henry Ford. <laughs> that I, I was, that's the only Ford that was Ford in my head. Explorer. No? <laughs> that was all that was in my head. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I think 14 would have been rough. I think 10 is something I could have done had I had two minutes. And uh, I think Jim said the perfect taken line you, for one minute. It would have taken you a full minute to get one more present. Two more. Because I got nine. You got nine. You said to get to 10. No. Did I say to get to 10? Yes. Like maybe. Like yeah, counting is hard for Matt, let yeah. alone naming presidents. Come I'm on. proud of him. Come on. I think there was, no. Take that for that. I think it was 12 that would have taken me two minutes because I eventually got to Truman. I might have been able to pull out. Not getting JFK is just crazy. That was totally crazy, dude. Like, again, when you're put on the spot, you've got a minute to win it. And I know, I but was you're like panicking. conspiracy weirdo like JFK. I thought uh, you said number one. I know. I should have said. I mean, if I would have said it number one, I would have forgot somebody in the in the row. He would have forgotten Barack. He would <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I was going to forget Joe. Because he's currently the president. I would have just Honestly, spaced out like I that would, was a given. That was the one I was wondering about the most. You don't think of the current setting president. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. happening yeah. before with other things where you don't think about like <laughs> the actual what's happening in the moment. All right. Well, we're proud of you, Matt. Hey, You're a history it. teacher. Hey, and did they pick me Not or so did much. they pick the under? Uh, yeah, Ted and Evansville. Very happy about your historical knowledge, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I don't know if I'd agree with that, Jim Rutledge. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Mark, I want to get to some of the Packers stuff here. Just wait. What you just said there, yeah. that is an F. Wisconsin football analyst. Oh, your analysis you d- in your take was a <laughs> That's big That's 100% bad correct. Because- Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. We are lucky to be joined by Mr. Mark Tauscher. I am Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton with you. We are live from the Everlight Solar Studio, presented by Coors Light. Mountains are blue, Matt. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Mark, how are we doing on this beautiful uh, Wednesday? Uh, yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous out. I love the new open. I think that's the first time I've heard the new open with... Uh, me getting after you and you telling me, oh, I forgot to ask you, Jim, How is Pat Mahomes on a rookie deal when he won a Super Bowl? I guess I'm just curious. On that. Uh, nine out of the last 11 quarterbacks who played in the Super Bowl have were on rookie deals. So, uh, yes, I'm if playing. Jordan Love turns into Patrick Mahomes, you're good. You're <laughs> good. Me. That's your like standard. I love it. Uh, hey, Jim, I just was curious. Uh, you said played in. I know you as a just all-about-winning yeah. guy. Yeah. How many of them have won though? Because it's great to get there, but you really don't care. Nobody get nobody. Counts. Wait, but you know, but Tasha, the guys who got it are Brady and Mahomes. So do you like Rogers didn't have a Rogers the year there was not a salary cap. So unless you think Love is going to be Brady or Mahomes, you're kind of screwed when you pay him. Uh, well, right. I mean, that's I the, that's the facts I, of it. I, this is my so Jimmy. This yeah. is my fault. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't have brought it. Up. Actually, I'm blaming Wooly. Yeah. for putting that open out there and getting yeah. this back in my mind because. It's such a ludicrous um, operation. But, it's, here's, but here's the thing, like Mark, this isn't my take. <laughs> this is like the NFL's take. Like everyone's hey, hey, Matt, take on this is that. Matt, it is your take. Matt, can you find me? Uh, sign me up. And Matt's working today, right? Or yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, I should have asked that question first. Yeah, right. That is, a, that is a tough one. <laughs> it is more uh, likely a me. non-rookie makes it to the Super Bowl uh, than it is Matt Hamilton I, works. I, I want to argue. It's it, as I told you when we got yeah. into that great argument a while ago. It's obviously advantageous, but every team, including your Chicago Bears, would be pleased as punch. When Caleb Williams is going to be coming up, you will be happier than a clam to pay him full market rate because you know you got your guy. 
and you know what I'm telling you is accurate. You know that, Jim. Come on. Oh, I agree with you Fair. on that because you're guaranteeing yeah. yourself, without a doubt, a, a, an opportunity to make the playoffs every year, which gives you a better Relevant. opportunity to make the, to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, we're all we're saying the same things. You just you get so animated about it, and it's, it's fun. Well, I'm, you know, I'm on the radio. I feel like I got to get a little worked up. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I don't like monotone. Let me tell you something. Monotone blah is not good radio. So I, I I'm on board with you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually going to take you back a couple segments. I'm just curious. Do you think you could rattle off the last 14 presidents? Just yes or no? You're talking to me. Yeah. Do you think you could rattle uh, off the last 14 presidents of the United States? I think I – can you just tell me what year that started 14 years ago? And I think I could. No, uh, not 14. 14 presidents. Yeah. Uh, it was 1949, Tausch. 49. All right. So we have Eisenhower, Truman, JFK, LBJ, uh, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan. You Bush, got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Good job. Uh, I was Obama, like, Trump, Biden. Does that give you? A, I don't know if that's fourteen, but it's probably. 15. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. Once you got the, once you got those first six, and, and Matt is in his feelings because he forgot yeah. JFK. Well, not just <laughs> forgot JFK. I so I started at current and went backwards, and I, I you stalled at Reagan. You stalled, I stalled at Reagan. At Reagan. Yep. I, I got Matt. It's always just like in curling. It's always easier to move forward, not back. <laughs> Wow, that is some deep insight from uh, Mr. Mark Tauscher. So, Mark, I was at the uh, Badger basketball game yesterday, and I'll be honest, we don't have a lot of Packer stuff for you. So I'm going to ask you this. Uh, what's the? <laughs> so I was sitting by uh, a fan who apparently is near our regular seats, an older gentleman who basically critiques the refs how like most people would critique like basketball players, and he's just yelling. And we're in the 200 level, so like, not that the refs can't hear him or anything, so he's literally just yelling uh, into oblivion. Uh, so I said mm-hmm. that was a pretty annoying fan to sit next to. So what's the worst type of fan to sit next to at a game? We went with blames ref fan, doomsday fan, overly critical of their own team fan, or tells others to sit down fan. Mm, okay. Those yeah, are co- overly critical. Overly critical of team fan is always for me. I, I, you're there, and I understand some games don't go the way you hope as a fan. But I've never understood the overly critical, like, you could be doing better. And, you know, especially I'm always very sensitive to that, especially, you know, when I'm playing, when you have family or you bring friends in and they're sitting in the family and friends zone. You don't want to hear from, you know, Cliffy's dad that your buddy got drunk and was bad mouthing so and so in the place. Oh, yeah. I've always been. So that would be for me the easy, the easy answer. All right. Um, so I was listening to your show today, and I actually didn't catch this. Uh, but it was you were talking about the draft. No, I didn't catch the guy's name. Oh, okay. Who's the Who's your guy that you you Chop. really like in the draft? Chop. Chop. Where's yeah, he from? I love Chop Robinson. He's a Penn State guy. All right, and you hope is he going to be a first rounder? Like, where's he getting? Yeah, picked? no, he's def- he's definitely going to be a first round pick for sure. It's just a matter of. Whether or not he's going to be there when the Packers, you know, get that opportunity, which you know, who knows if he's going to be gone before that. But right. I, the reason it's you know, Josh DiMaggio, a producer down in Milwaukee, is texting me as I'm doing this thing. He goes, "Do you even watch any film? Did you know?" And my point was, I listen. I love the name Chop. I can <laughs> sit here and tell you that that isn't a component to why I like the name. I'm in for that. But but it's also I watched the I watched the Michigan game uh, versus. Penn State, and Michigan stopped passing the football. They could not block Chop, and Michigan's the best team or not, but Chop, his speed off the ball and what he does 
he's super impressive. I think that's one spot where Green Bay, I think, is going to be excited to look to add another guy because I think Van Ness is going to get bigger, and you can never have enough pass rush in this league. So I don't know if he'll be available, but if he is, I'm all in on chop. I mean, we love taking defense in the first round, unless your name's Jordan Love, so... <laughs> yeah, so actually on that, Mark, and I know you got a hard out here so we can uh, end with this question. I think we had Rob Domofsky uh, when Matt and I filled in for you, and he did mention the Packers have a lot of picks in their uh, top 100, and this could be a year. The Packers don't do it often, but it's worked out, I remember, well with uh, Clay Matthews to go up and get someone, and just you're wondering, Mock Draft has him going 28th to the Bills, Chop Robinson, so it could be available for the Packers, but yeah. uh, do you think this could be a year if the Packers do find a premium prospect? Because I think they have a lot of nice young players that maybe a going to get a premier player with your draft picks might make more sense than adding one instead of quantity. Yeah, I really think, and, and I think Ted Thompson is known for you know getting a bunch of draft picks, and Ron Wolf always said... You know, it's such an inexact science that you need to have as many cracks, you know, at bats as you possibly can. And I, I, I totally agree with that philosophy, but Clay Matthews is a great example of that. When you have a strong opinion that this guy's going to be a difference maker, which Ted did, you can't pay enough uh, to get that guy. And when you, get, when you pay fair value and you're able to get somebody that you really think can be a difference maker for you, offensively, defensively, whatever it is, you go ahead and do it, and especially with the way this team is built, and you have all this young, great talent. Uh, at some point, you're not going to have enough roster spaces. You're going to always have spots for good players, and you want to build depth. But you do need to go for – you need to take some big swings, too, and get some field-tilting players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So if there's somebody that Goody really, really wants, and he has to maybe even overpay a little bit draft pick compensation-wise to go do it, this is definitely the time to go and do it because I think as Green Bay, as this thing continues to unwind, I don't know if you're going to have as many high-quality picks as you've had this year with the Rodgers you know, draft capital that you got from him. Now's the time to use that capital and go find some dogs to help get this defense up to where you feel like it needs to be to be championship caliber. Let's go! Mark, that's awesome stuff. Matt's ready to yeah. run through a wall. I know you got a hard out, <laughs> so we'll, we'll let you get going here. Sounds good. See you, All right. Mark uh, Tauscher is a winner. You can be a winner. Hop in one second here, Matt. You can be a winner by going to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Uh, nearly uh, $2 million in jackpots last week and alone at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Over $13 million in jackpots so far this year. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. So I totally get when Tauscher's like, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to lie. A big component is I like the name Chop. Yeah. I was a – and Domofsky talked about it like he's only ever – picked one guy in the last like 14 years who the Packers like actually went with in the first round. I might be the same. I was a big fan of Haha Clinton Dix because I loved the name Haha. I thought it was a great story that grandma called him Haha and I was into it. So cool. I think I'm super down <laughs> with uh Tauscher being into a guy just for the the name. Oh, cool. Wow. Was it Pork Chalk Womack was a player? <laughs> yeah. That was a fun name. Pork Pork Chalk or Pork, pork Chop? Chop. chop. Womack. <laughs> pork Chalk Womack. Pork actually, Pork Chop. Womack. Oh, okay. That's pretty tough. And there's some really great names that were out there. Like yeah. Debrickashaw. Debrickashaw Ferguson. Womack. Pork Chalk Womack. Thankfully, he was a lineman. Yeah, I, I mean, mean now you have yeah, to. Yeah, wait, you're not going to be a quarterback. Pork chop the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he got his nickname when he was younger. Oh, well, yeah, but no, it was doubt, probably, no doubt. Like, self-fulfilling. 
Probably because yeah. he was the biggest sure. guy on the yeah. Right, right, right? Yeah, That's yeah. probably why. Well, thankfully, Porkchop uh, pork didn't have a giant... Uh, his first name was Floyd. <laughs> Floyd Porkchop. But he oh, went man. by uh, pork chop. What did we talk about uh, last week? Our, the foods that each of us would have wasn't it like uh, Rutledge chops or was it uh, Rut chops? Rut chops? Yeah. No, Rut chops Hamilton. Rut chops. That yes. sounds like a baseball yeah. player. Yeah, My yeah, wife gagged at the thought of that. Along <laughs> with the rest of us, just Rutledge and Hamilton yeah. presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. You got the show, the show, the show, the show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. For example, on your sister station in Madison in the afternoon, they have that show where the gentleman co-hosts with Matt Hamilton. I refuse to listen because that guy's a Bears fan. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than... If I had to rate the show... Well, who's the one? Rutledge and Hamilton show. Broadcasting oh, live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Number one in your hearts... Number one in your minds and number one to get under your skin. It is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Uh, Jeff Hathley, I don't know. He crushed the uh, press conference today. He did fine. I'm going to start. You can can chime in on this, 844-770-3776. And I'm saying this at one. Strofe was, I think, a little misleading in in his sports center when he said that the Packers finally let Hathley speak. The Bears hired all their coordinators. They all spoke today, too. So I think this is a, And they hired some of those coordinators before Halfway. I think this is a normal timeline of you just kind of have them speak. Yeah, you got to iron out contracts and stuff like that. There's a lot of logistics. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact that other teams who also hire coaches in the same time frame are also having their coaches speak today does not mean it was an extra long period of time. It was just a, now I guess it's time. Well, it's Green Bay. We censor everyone up there. But Packers here's the thing. Fans, it's what we do. I, go through media training. Felt like Green as Bay to a, me. Bears fan, I don't care what any of the coordinators that talked today had to say, including and even my uh, Eberflus. Coordinators or assistants? Uh, like assistant coaches. None of them. None of them. Uh, it is February 22nd, and the only thing that can happen in these press conferences is something going bad, and then I guess I'd retroactively. But if there's no like for me, an introductory press conference, no news is good news. Of course, you should be very <laughs> excited. Like, you should be really excited about all the things that your new defensive coordinator here in Green Bay or in Wisconsin is going to bring to the Green Bay Packers. You should have every reason to be super excited about it, but only because you're a fan of the team. Because nothing he said in this press conference makes a nickel's worth of difference in the grand scheme of football in any way, shape, or form. I The only way I slightly disagree with that is I don't think it can make me any more excited for the season. He can get me a little nervous, like if we switched uh, from a 3-4 to a 4-3 and he maybe goes out and says, I'm not totally sure, we've got all the pieces yet, like it might be a couple-year thing like to rebuild and get the get the talent we want on the field, like that could make me nervous about it, well, that's said, but I'm only... not going to get any more excited or hyped up about it. And one of, these are one of those things, like I said earlier, it's really, only, just going to bring me down. Only bad news comes out of an introductory press <laughs> yeah, conference. Yeah, I'm not going to be any more excited. I'm already stoked that we got 
a new right. DC. So I wanted guys, Joe Barry out. Yeah. I understand the grass isn't always greener. If this dude gets on stage and tells me grass ain't always greener, at least for a couple years, I'm going to be nervous. So, and I get yeah on that part of it. But my whole point is that, like, of course, you're just going to read into what you want to read into and be excited about it because you should be. You're a fan. There's nothing. We have no idea if he's going to be good or not. Right. I mean, Half he's going to be good. But. He has no track record of being a defensive coordinator. Like, almost none. But you can like the things he said. You can like what he does and just be excited about it. It doesn't – like, so I just don't understand taking anything out of a press conference, an introductory press conference. Of course it should – yes, to your point, if you leave with a bad feeling, you're in trouble. But Nick Sirianni, who got to the Super Bowl two years ago, had one of the worst introductory press conferences I've ever seen for a head coach. And then he got his team to Super Bowl in two years after In one of the toughest that. markets yes. out there. So they still don't matter in the grand scheme of things, but they can matter a little bit for your psyche. But you, but also don't, all, want, you don't want to end up with the Adam Gase scene where he's just eyes darting around the room looking like an absolute buffoon. Yes. I mean, if that happens too, that's a bad sign. Right, but, right. true, but also retroactively applied as a bad sign because yeah. he was not a good coach. True. Pete Carroll stammered a lot at his introductory press conference with the Seahawks. It happens. I can't imagine Belichick's was great. That's because he didn't yeah. have a piece of gum in his mouth. I he can't imagine that. Belichick's. He needed that yeah. for his tick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. If you're super excited about something that was said at the press conference, great. But Let me know because I like yeah. to get excited about like, something for that. I, I'm just going to say... Go. Be optimistic until proven otherwise. I'm, that's fair. I mean, Packer fans have no problem being optimistic. You don't have. Well, I mean, for the most part, that's why Jordan Love is going to finish higher than Justin Herbert. Felt like Green Bay in his me. career. Yeah, well, that's a dumb take. But uh, <laughs> that's not my take. That's the poll, that's the poll results. Yes, that is true. We asked poll question. <laughs> Joe Burrow just edging out. Just uh, edging out. Jordan Love there. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? Uh, there was a video that went viral today that got us talking around the office uh, basically about unsolicited advice. And I wanted to ask the question, and Prime, you can help me with the categories we kind of came up with here. But there was a video online. It started, I saw it first on TikTok, then I think I went to Twitter and Instagram of a professional golfer, uh, a, a, a women's golfer, professional women's golfer who was at a driving range. And the video starts with her hitting a bomb, a great shot. And some guy just starts chiming in, giving her golf tips. And she a, a, a very smooth shot. She clearly yes. wasn't trying to like crush it, but she had a nice smooth backswing yep. and hit it dead straight. Looked like it was exactly what she was trying to do. Exactly. And this guy decided to chime in on it. She politely kind of just said like, "Hey, I'm working on a swing, and I know what I'm doing here. Going through a swing change. Yes. Yeah, so I'm purposely going slow, and so my my follow through and my downswing are not going to look as fast as you might expect. But thank you." He continues to talk. She continues to go through her practice. I've been golfing for 20 years, <laughs> right. ma'am. I, let, let me tell you. Well, and the restraint from her as a professional golfer not to just hit that guy in the kneecaps with the golf club is kudos to her. Because if I was a top-level golfer and someone's coming up to me, and I'm not shanking the ball, I'm hitting them well at least, mm-hmm. and someone came up to me and started giving me advice, I would immediately tell him, go away, I'm a professional. Thank you. Well, I actually, I got a story about some unsolicited advice uh, from none other than Wayne Gretzky. Okay. So I was at a bar in Edmonton at the hotel bar, uh, I believe it was like a Western or something, and I I was at the World Championships uh, of curling, and I had sat down 
And the bartender who had recognized me at that point, because I'd been getting nightcaps every night, every other night, uh, he recommended instead of the normal bourbon I go with, I try the Gretzky 99. I get the Gretzky 99, I taste it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And he kind of gives me one of these head shakes and tilts it to, you know, to the right. So I look to the right, and sure enough, Wayne Gretzky is sitting right there at the bar, two seats down. The great one. The what? great one. And I'm like, yeah, it is pretty good. He's like, hey, glad you like it. And we just, he, the curling was on. He came over, and we started talking curling. I told him I was a part of Team USA. And we just started John. And then he told me about the time that him and his son went to the... Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. So I thought Gretzky was going to give you curling advice. So I didn't know oh, where this was going. No, this okay, is even so better. Yeah. So Gretzky's telling me about the time he may have gotten unsolicited advice. So in the Hockey Hall of Fame, they have like a simulator. The same as oh, like a goodness. golf simulator, except they have a hockey goal, and you can pick goalies from the ages. You can have Patrick Waugh. You could get Elliot, the former Badger. You could, you know... Fewer the goalie that played with Gretzky when he first started. Like all of these different great goalies, uh-huh. you could shoot on him. Gretzky's son's taking some shots and uh, whatever, and he's like, Dad, get in here. And Gretzky, kind of being a hockey great, and if you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you better go incognito, or else you're never going to get out of there. Right. So he's got some, you know, he's got his jacket on still and his hats on. And again, this is his story to me. Which is crazy to me that, like, Gretzky and I. He's got, I think he might even have said he had sunglasses on. That would make more sense because at, at that age, or when he played, I was in the hockey. So right. I would know what Wayne Gretzky looks like. Yeah. So again, this is probably, you know, who knows how long this is. Right. Probably 2000. And in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you'd. The only reason you wouldn't think it was Gretzky is to be like, there's no way Wayne Gretzky's here. There's no way Wayne Gretzky's here. (laughs) Anyway, he goes in and he takes some shots. And the kid who's running the sim goes in and he goes, excuse me, sir, if you lower your hand a little bit more on the stick, you'll get some more snap on that shot. And Wayne just looks at him and lowers his glasses and the guy freezes (laughs) and is like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, Mr. Gretzky. Like, I had no idea. And, uh, yeah, that's just one of those times. Like, that is why you don't give unsolicited advice because you don't know who you're talking to. 844-770-3776. How you get into the show? Uh, the 608 chimes in. I'm not sure who this is. He says, biting kneecaps. I'm not sure what that means. Is that Dan Campbell reference? Dan Campbell? Oh, Lions. for press conference. Yeah. There you go. See? Oh, yes, press <laughs> Thank conference. You. There you go. Hey, Prime. He is our audience translator. <laughs> You're welcome, 608. That's why we yeah. love to have you around, bud. Uh, well, yeah, because yeah. once Matt and I say something, it's gone. Like, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> we, oh, it's yeah. like we never said it. Uh, Robin Madison chimes in. That was the golf version of sliding into her DMs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we did ask Molly Brown about this, <laughs> and she said, in no way is that at all the right way to approach a woman at any way trying to mansplain something to them, but especially when they're doing well. Like that was the other part of it. She was hitting the ball well to jump in because Matt and I want to get to the the we'll get the options up there. But you can chime in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Worst uh, cases or worst type of unsolicited advice to give. But you watched it uh, and like you and I golf together. Yeah, and we golf together pretty regularly. And you still ask me, hey. Can I give you a piece of advice? Right. And we're friends, and you're still like, do you mind? Because you, golf, you can get into your head. And it, you, if sometimes someone's like, you know what? Today, I actually just wanted to swing, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a few different things. I don't want to add a third. Because your right. tip always has been like, hey, work on one thing at a time. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to give you too much advice because right. it gets overwhelming. Right. And there could be golfing with other people who are hitting the ball well, and, and maybe they all of a sudden the ball's 
you know, f- you know, fading one way or slicing the other, but not dramatically. And mm-hmm. you could say again, you would most likely say, "Hey, bud, do you mind if I give you a little tip? Yeah. I noticed this in your swing." And as again, I'm not going to say anything unless I'm seeing like some actual frustration from them, yes. or if after they're done with the shot, they kind of like look at me. Yeah, like you know. And normally, it's like, "Oh, you blocked that one." Like yep. if they're a real, if they're a golfer that I know knows as much as me, I can just tell them what I saw, yeah. and I'm not trying to like necessarily even give you advice. Yeah. Where with you, uh, still still developing that swing and figuring out exactly how to like improve because you've got a swing for it. Now it's just about like dialing it in and yep. doing it consistently. You, I can actually like ask if you need some advice, but for the most part. Just like if I was with my buddies, I'd turn around and be like, do you know why I sliced that? And they're like, yeah, you you opened your hips too early or, or whatever. Your hands were too slow. Yep. And uh, that's why you sliced it. So <laughs> Hips like, don't lie. Hips don't lie. That's true. It's true in golf, and it's true in a lot of sports. There was a side note. There was a great Kirby enthusiasm last week about Larry David stealing golf lessons because he was sitting on a bench and the guy was giving golf lessons to someone else and then Larry started kind of <laughs> acting it out behind him and it was like a whole big thing but gotcha. it was the hips was like I forget exactly what it was it was like up you know come up light and then come through with your hips and it was like but it was just you brought it up with the hips thing but yeah. it reminded me of Larry stealing um, golf advice but, but oh, the main thing is you d- don't give unsolicited advice right Have you, has anyone tried to give you now you're you're not someone that can go very incognito especially if you're Curling, right. you really have to be oblivious not to know who you are on a curling ice. You would just kind of put it together. But has anyone tried to give you, like, not knowing who you are, just some advice on, on curling? Or if they know who you are, they're like, you know what, though, Matt, I know you're a gold medalist, but let me tell you this: it worked in my league. Uh, not really. Okay, not really. It's been it's been pretty good, and for the most part, it, I, I have. It's more of the. People that want advice when I am like clearly got my headphones on and I'm like doing my own practice, and then someone will come over and ask for advice. And again, I normally don't have an issue with that, but if I've got my headphones on and not even like earbuds, or you like, oh, you couldn't tell, like I have the big old over ear, Mm -hmm. that means I'm not trying to pay attention to anyone else but myself. Like if I'm out there just curling, you know, with no earbuds in, no nothing, like, yeah, I'm, I'm. Available now. Let me ask you this, Matt. You used to be a chef at the Tornado Room, right? Was yes. there ever a time when somebody would try to give you like a cooking tip or food tips that you were like, "Hey, dude, I know what I'm doing." Yeah, every once in a while, you know. Here's the thing, though: when you're grilling like with a bunch of buddies, it's kind of like par for the course to give somebody some tips. So even though I spent like three years cooking, you know, 150 steaks a night, five nights a week. For three years, Take that my buddies that. would still like tell me, "He's like, okay, there's three steaks on the grill, Matt. You, you might want to flip that one." I was like, "Buddy, Damn. I'm used to like 20 gr- steaks on a grill at the same time. Like, I don't need you to help me with these three. But you know, I don't say that. I'm like, oh, you're probably right, bud." Jack's uh, colon chimes in. My probation officer once tried to give me unsolicited advice. I had to smack him. Hey now, <laughs> I don't. Okay. Hey, here's some unsolicited advice. Don't do that. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like that's still a reference to Something. some movie. Oh, everything from Jack's Colon is but a it's movie the reference. Specific movie that, Fight Club? Um, yeah, I Fight. Think it's, that feels there like is it. no. There's a scene where he beats, beats up, up himself boss. in front of his boss. Yeah, yeah, that's no, right. He beats himself up for the there's boss. There's no yeah. probation officer. I okay. don't know. Jack's Colon. Is that like your calling? Is that your movie? Fight, Fight Club. <laughs> that used to be my movie too. So <laughs> what is the what is the saying like that is like? Because it's kind of a borderline red flag movie. I think yeah, at the same oh, time, borderline. Like if that's your favorite, you're like, it was. I just really like Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. So I like great performances. It's one of those yeah, things fantastic. where like 
in passing, if it's your favorite for a little bit, normal. If right. it's like your favorite 10 years later. When I was Ryan's age, it was like one of my favorite movies. Right. Yes, exactly. And for a few years. And then it's like, well, all right. Well, now it's There's not other my creed. Good movies. It's yeah. not like your creed. If someone's like, my yeah. creed is uh, just like people watch Wolf of yeah. Wall Street and don't realize it's a comedy. Oh, my God. Like, like guys a satire. Are the worst. Right. <laughs> like, that's not how you're supposed to be. It is making fun of there those was, people. There was this one guy in my high school who was like a total jock. I won't say his name, but he was, he was the quarterback, actually, for our football team. And he wore number 12 and like <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he, he was up in green bay um no but he he used to talk about how like jordan belfort and the wolf of wall street God, the guy's a genius he created a new way to sell things and i'm just like you realize he was a con artist right right, right and he's right. like what do you mean that guy he actually uh, went on to you know kind of be a con artist in the nil space for a little while lovely lovely uh <laughs> no surprise if i'm yes, being honest but like yeah uh that movie, Wolf of Wall Street, if you were unaware, I will inform you now, that was satire. Yes. That, that was making fun of that lifestyle, not hyping it up. 844-770-3776. Ryan, our psychedelic advisor, chimed in. You guys uh, said it already. Asking someone if they want advice is really the only way uh, you, you're going to offer advice. Right. Uh, even if it looks like they're screwing something up, you still want to step in with um, offer, you know, asking if they want advice. But On the bright side, in this video, the guy, he did say, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> but, Excuse me. Yeah. I've been playing golf for 20 years. You need to follow through faster. It's like, guy. <laughs> right. Uh, but again, I a million dollars. He's hmm. never done that to a guy in his life. I mean, like, he was our, definitely our just trying to hit on her. He, yeah. He, that was the in-person version of sliding into and the It's DMs. been a long time since I've had to hit on someone, but I still don't think the rules have changed that much. Coming in, being like, hey, I'm so much smarter and better than you the second I meet you is not the way to do it. It's not. A, I mean, that's not a good one. No. Call me on my cell phone. Uh, I would say, uh, Prime, you came up with a list here. So we so got we got a list of four here. So right. I think, personally, my worst is backseat driving or okay. like passenger seat So we're asking you, 844-770-3776, what type of unsolicited advice is the worst type of unsolicited advice? So backseat driving, someone's... I like so first one. I got oh, backseat God. driving. After that, I got sports technique tips, so golf tips, right. yeah, essentially. Well, even if you've played basketball no, or I basketball, like, like, like a like shot. Yeah. Hockey, curling yeah. Hockey, tips. exactly. Yeah, yeah, Tennis, yeah. exactly. Yeah, squash nowadays, or what's the pickleball? pickleball? Pickleball, pickleball. There we go. Uh, and then cooking tips. I already brought up with Matt. <laughs> and then Jim, this one's for you. Parenting yeah. tips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one. That dude. one should win because you can't you can't come in with parenting tips. But what if it's hey, hey, oh. excuse me. I'd hit that kid. <laughs> <laughs> if I was you. If I, Jack's calling saying, Wait, have hey, you posted I would have you posted I have not posted it. Maybe it goes parenting slash like pet tips. So like if you're a pet owner, like if okay. someone came in. Yeah, that's fair. So you that's Because like, like right now sure. I can't relate. But if fair. someone were to say something about like, I was at the dog park with my dog and they said like, oh, you know, you could probably have a little better control of your dog if you tried doing this. Yeah. I, it, I would, I don't, I, it probably wouldn't set me off the same way it set a parent off, but at least I can kind of get my head around. Even if it didn't set you off, you'd be like, how about you just shut the hell up? Like, yeah. <laughs> Plus it'll include everybody that doesn't have kids and has kids. So I think that's good. We're an inclusive show and we are our show, show loves Dancing Goat Distillery out in Cambridge. Locally owned, locally distilled, family owned business. And uh, obviously we have the contest going on on our social medias. Go to the week. We'll post another one here. That's your opportunity to win a bottle of Dancing Goat. But Look, man, you and I, love, whenever we get the chance, uh, we're, we're either having the limousine rye or the uh, quirky and humble blend. There's so many great options with Dancing Goat Distillery. Absolutely. That quirky and humble blend is one of my favorites, not just because it's a double gold medal winner at the New York Spirit Awards, 
but because it's got a unique flavor given by that brand new charred um, uh, Colombian oak wood. So it's different from your granddaddy's uh, whiskey. It is aged in a Colombian wood called the Quercus Humboldti, thus the name Quirky and Humble Blend. You got to check it out. It it's really a different bourbon, but follows all the bourbon rules. You can get it wherever you get delicious bourbons. But remember, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the goat. Dancing Goat Distillery. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Also brought to you by J&K Security Solutions. Securing homes and businesses in the Madison area since 1987. Everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, the jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, the feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people you know, wear them a little bit, I think they're going to be really popular. Is he talking about <laughs> popular with the ladies? I, I mean, that's Rob Manfred talking about these jerseys from Fanatics. So I would imagine they'll be better from Nike. I think you're just going to quietly fix this. Oh, and they're act just talking like it's about not a these thing. Fanatics ones. These are the performance ones made for the warmer weather. Okay, but like, I don't think the Marlins, who always play in warm weather, or like Arizona, are going to be rocking these. I think what's well, going to happen Arizona is Arizona play inside. Air they do, yes. Yeah. But they have they can open it up, right? Isn't it open or is it just I don't think, so. I don't I think Arizona's well, always Texas. Close. Like I mean, you're you're not proving yeah. a point. I mean there's a million <laughs> places. <Atlanta>. I <sure> am. <laughs> like great. Other places, most baseball, a lot of baseball is played in the South. And oh by the way, it's hot here in Wisconsin and Chicago in and other summer. New yeah. York. That, so that's why I just don't I don't understand it. Is like was Nike just throwing fanatics a bone? Like you can make these jerseys and then they now they are super see through. It's baseball. Hey, I mean, here's the thing: if the jerseys like were really good and you and there wasn't ex- extra revealing, we wouldn't be talking about fanatics, right? Like it, it, at it, least it, they're in the news. It's some I bad be PR. Saying a word it's just about. what you're going like. All PR is good PR mm. when you're fanatics like this. Yeah, this is a situation that doesn't so. hurt them. It's just funny. But it looks like a bad. It looks like a bad product. Who's buying the baseball pants? Nobody. Right, but the knock on fanatics in general is they're it's cheap. a lesser product. Oh yeah, and now you just made a lesser product for sure. Like I so, understand that. I so understand like the knock on fanatics in general, but like. Fanatics has been in the news more in the last week and a half than maybe ever. So that's probably good for them. I don't know, man. Uh, I would just say this. What we're talking about here is that the uh, pants. Pants and full jerseys. And full jerseys. uniform. They're basically (laughs) see-through. And it is weird. And the fact that Rob Manfred's just not like, hey, man, yeah, we messed that up. Yeah, we'll fix that. Uh, we'll, We'll obviously, we understand. The fact that he says that they're like the most, like he doubles down on it, like these are the most tested pants. Did anyone bother to look at them? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they might be the most airy, but they look the most airy. You know what the hell's really airy? Why don't you just have them run around with no no pants on? They can run around butt naked. They'll be nice and nice and cool. 
I gotta be honest, when he was saying that quote, it reminded me so much of like a Donald Trump quote. Like, they've been the most tested. There's <laughs> never the been a jersey pants. more tested. Yeah, they're the best pants. <laughs> yeah, they're There's like, never the, been a more tested <laughs> pants. They're like, yeah, wear the Trump shoes and pants and they'll all be naked by the end of the second inning because none of it's going to hold <laughs> Just up. Just put spikes on the bottom of the Trump, the Trump shoes. Uh, I know Nick Bosa wants to do that, but like, we're not going to, uh, like, it's horrible, horrible, horrible quality. Yeah. So I just don't understand. And the, yeah, again, the doubling down on it. Like, why are you lying to me? Like, just own it. Why can't people just own things? Say, yeah, no, this is a disaster. <laughs> like, could you imagine having a curl in those? Uh, we had a pair of pants that we had a really big issue with. Uh, one time, uh, there was a series of curling events called... It was hosted by, like, a Chinese company, and they had a one in Omaha, Nebraska, two in Canada, and one in, or two in China. And the pants they gave us were very tight, uh, very revealing, and uh, we basically were just like, no, we, we're not curling in these. And we ended up wearing our own curling pants. But, yeah, uh, th- there is has been an issue uh, before in curling like that, but I, I don't know if the players travel with their own baseball pants so they can't just like swap them out like you, you're kind of stuck it's almost the reverse that in your case it'd be like they think pants are like like wool on the like it's well, too, like no. too wool. <laughs> yeah these ones had the, a very similar issue to these these particular pants it's yeah. just we didn't have white they were navy but they were too tight and very thin i was gonna say were they <laughs> revealing I mean, there's not a worse place to be revealing like that than on a curling sheet of ice, right? I mean, <laughs> like, at least the baseball players have to deal with that. These were events in the arena. It was pretty warm. It was pretty warm in the arena. Now, it wasn't a well, traditional yeah, curling so maybe, club. So maybe you got it the other way. Yeah. You can blame it on shrinkage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. As long as people know about it. Do you think they know about it? <laughs> hey, look, guys, it's cold in here. All right, it's cold, I swear. Yeah. I was just in a pool. Zed <laughs> uh, D chimes in. It's safe to say that viewership will increase in the demographic of females twenty plus if MLB keeps the New Jersey style, hey unless it's a team of full Daniel Vogelbox. <laughs> Imagine Daniel Vogelbox shaped like me. His body, yeah. Okay, huggable, huggable. I'm yeah. guessing. The Adam Madison chimes in. He's pretty transparent about the issue. <laughs> See? <laughs> I like those jokes. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you got to uh, think about Maddie it a Likey. little bit. Maddie Likey. Yeah, keep no, you don't. coming. You yeah, don't. see Vogelbach? Yeah, huggable. I do yeah. not want to see I do not want to see him wearing those pants. <laughs> no. I, I hope they're wearing their away uniforms. Because they're like, he's probably, he's probably pretty hairy, too. No, let's not like, go into like that. A, we don't need to go. <laughs> I mean, we're all acting like every baseball player is just like an Adonis. It's just going to be That's some. True. Like, There's not. They are not. Yeah, most of them probably. The only sport it would be worse for is like golf. If it was just golfers <laughs> walking around in this Why? Kind of type of material, yeah. Matt uh, Ryan, I love that. But you had to go curling. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, well, no, because I think I think golf would be worse because it's so hot and sweaty on some of those golf courses. You're telling me you don't want to see Colin Montgomery in those pants, John Daly. I want to see John Rahm in these. <laughs> Mister, pa- he is powerful, man. <laughs> yes, he, he has some girth to him. Hey now, I don't know what you're talking about. What is happening right now? Uh, John Rahm h- hits it a long way with that driver. <laughs> Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's hope uh, the Adam Madison chimes in. Let's hope the Adam Madison stays away from the NBA. 
Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm fine. I mean, yeah. I don't think any sports can be great with this. I think yeah. these don't look like high durable. So like the NFL wouldn't be great either. People <laughs> get naked the dudes out there very off? quickly. Um, it was nuts. It, it, it is completely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you, you're going to do that for every good joke we bu- drop? Every corny pun you guys throw, oh, yes. Oh, man. Uh, it is Fish Friday. Uh, I want to ask this. We have a real football question. Oh, man, you guys are distracting me. Do you have all a real right. football question? I wanted to do sports talk today. We have been. This is all centric around sports. It is. Football! Balls, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> the NFL announced that the 2024 salary cap will be $255.4 million per club. Nobody knows what that means. Here's the part that matters. Unprecedented $30 million increase per club. And so that is a lot of money for the Green Bay Packers and everyone else to spend. So it doesn't really affect the Packers dramatically because everyone's going to get more money, so now there's more money in the pool to be able to then pay these free agents. But it does still allow the Packers to have some cash, and maybe some teams in a different position might say, you know what, like for an example here, let's say you are, I'm trying to think of a team that's maybe middling, let's say... The Saints? The Saints, well the Saints are kind of tight any. Well, you're right, but let's say the Saints. I was trying to think of a team that's like maybe a year away from competing. Let's say you're Carolina, and you're saying like, hey, this year, like Mike Evans or Derrick Henry, they might cost this amount of money, and we could have gotten them for a two-year deal that, or a three- or four-year deal that would have been something we would have been good handling even a few years down the road. But now, because all the prices are inflated, they might say, you know what, it's not worth the price up front to overpay a guy. Uh, for future pay because it's going to be so much more expensive than it normally would have been. So some teams might just back out and say, you know what, even though we have the space, we're not going to get stupid and overpay these guys because some of these players are going to get overpaid because now the whole point of this is the more money is available because the NFL is making more money and it's going to go to the players. And the players are going to get fatter right. contracts. Now, I sometimes think this is why, I think that's why it kind of helps the Packers, though, because we have a lot of guys on that rookie deal it that's locked in. No, for sure, but like it helps you more when your team has a bunch of rookies on it because you could sign a bunch of prove-it veterans on one, two-year deals while those rookies are finishing out their rookie con- – or young guys, at least, are finishing out their right. rookie so contract. Like, but also, like for an example, then Detroit, oh, Los Angeles, yeah. Chicago. I'm not saying we're the only right. team, but I'm saying the Packers, being one of the youngest, are in a good situation but, where you could get true. some veterans for – a nice chunk of change in a one, two-year deal where sure. you're not going to break the bank in the future when you got to pay these young guys. True. But the Packers don't spend any money. So that's the question we're going to ask. <laughs> with this unprecedented $30 million... <laughs> with this unprecedented $30 million increase uh, in cap space, will the Packers sign a big-name free agent? 844-770-3776. That is is our poll question. You can call in and text in if you want to tell us a big-time free agent that the Packers might sign. We're gonna, I'm going to play a little Tinder time with you next segment there, Matt Hamilton. You, I'm going to give you some free agents. You tell me if uh, you want the Packers to sign that said free agent. <laughs> okay. Swipe right if you like them, swipe left if you don't, and swipe up if you don't even know who it is. Is that how it works, Ryan? <laughs> I guess. I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be you. some players I'm like, I do not know you. <laughs> I mean, they're, bi- they're, they're big name. He literally just said they're big name players. Yeah. 
Oh, we'll see. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> NFL guy, Matt they Hamilton. Pass the, they used to say, like, do you pass the mom test? Now it's like, do you pass the Matt. Hamilton test? <laughs> yeah. Noted four to six drive time radio host of a sports talk show, <laughs> Matt Hamilton. Yeah. Are you relevant enough for Matt Hamilton to know he are? Yeah, that's how you know you've made it. J&K Security Solutions is a locally owned, family-run business that's been part of the Madison community for nearly 40 years. Jeff and the whole team at J&K care about making sure your home or business is safe and secure, whether it's uh, commercial fire detection, commercial security, and surveillance, to home security and home automation using Control 4. J&K will keep your home and business up to date. Go to jksecurities.com to learn more. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Cruise Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel.